Previously on Lonely Boys. Nate, you have a girlfriend. Yeah, who schedules time with me as if it were a board meeting. And who is my boss? Well, maybe I want something more. Harley? My office. Oh, shit. All right. Well, uh, Nate, if you want more, ask for it. And do us both a favor and ask her, not me. I want more. Hey, Upper East Siders, and welcome back to another episode of the Lonely Boys podcast. My name is Matt. I'm one of your titular Lonely Boys, and I'm here to break down Season 5, Episode 8 of Gossip Girl, All the Pretty Sources, but I'm not here by myself. Nate Archibald's not the only person who's an editor-in-chief. It's the editor-in-chief of Cream oh, Weekly, Brendan Ruffle. Hello, I'm your co-host, of course, the creepy uncle of podcasting, a.k.a. Uncle Cream. Hi, Dee Little Cream Nation, recording live as always from the Creamatorium. I'm your editor-in-chief here at Cream Weekly, Dr. Officer Cream reporting for duty. Cream, yes, cream. Cream, yes, cream. Wow, oh, man. I'm all self-conscious about this uh, intro now that I'm on video. <laughs> Even though I just did it a couple of days ago, I wasn't thinking about it then, but now I mean, It now takes me getting am. used to it with the other shows that I do on video. I'm, I'm sort of used to it, but it, you know, doing multiple video feeds a week, you think I would get used to it. But now that we're, I'm on a different podcast doing it, it's like, uh, this doesn't feel right. The Lonely Boy's energy is just different all, right. all of a sudden. Usually when I do this, I'm like laying face down, butt naked on a chair. <laughs> and you're farting out all the words. <laughs> sure. <laughs> uh, now I actually have to be dressed. I have to be, I have to fix my slouching problem. I feel like all the comments are going to, of the millions that I'm sure we're going to get, <laughs> are going to be complaining about my slouching. <laughs> what, what do you, do you act, did you actually change your outfit? Like I actually do wear a hat for the video feed because I usually just kind of look disgusting, have my hair shagging around everywhere, but I... I'm a hat wearer for these. Did you change anything you wouldn't have done normally for the video feed? I got a haircut this morning because I knew we were recording. No, You're going to get a haircut every episode haircut, uh, from now on. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I had the haircut uh, scheduled already, uh, so I don't have to wear a hat because I got uh, a haircut. You walk in the lemon tree and go, oh, <laughs> these bad boys podcasting day, recording day. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> I think you saw my tweet about how uh, <laughs> I, I got a haircut and the lady... Now, this is, you know, this is out. good banter for a, a guestless episode, not to spoil. Yeah, I guess we could we could get into the, everyone's favorite segment. Uh, what happened? What weird happened to you since the last time we recorded? Yeah, I'm just sitting there, and she go, and she was like talking to someone else, so I didn't realize she was even talking to me. And she goes, "You married yet?" As if, <laughs> well, as so if you, I was. So knowing supposed the, the, what happened, can I just ask? Is this someone that you've had for many, many years? Is this why she... No! She was wow. acting like we were old friends, uh, which is, I didn't answer. And then I saw her, like, staring at me, and I was like, me? Are you... T-? She's like, yeah, <laughs> me you married? married yet? Yeah, right. As if I was supposed to have had gotten married since, like, the le-. And I was like, no, no, I, I'm not married. And she's like, oh, how old are you? And I said, uh, you know, as as anyone would... I, I'm not revealing my age on the podcast. I don't know why I just got... I was getting so self-conscious <laughs> You're about not revealing now. it? <laughs> No, not, not, not revealing it. You're turning so 30 just, in February. She was like, no, I, I will never reveal that. She, she was like, she was like, uh, she's, oh, she's like, uh-oh, getting up there. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> and how old does she look? She told me how old she was. I'll, t- I'll let you know. How old do you think she is based on the, how based this on conversation's the story? going? The, based on the story and the accent you're giving her, I'm guessing she was like in her late 50s, early 60s. Oh, based on the accent. Okay. So she so And like the people that then, I know that cut hair I, in Lemon Tree in Lindenhurst, I could guess. Right. She's like, Oh, get getting up there, or whatever. And I was like, Yeah, you know, I really I really don't wanna turn thirty. Uh, you know, I was, I was like, Yeah, I'm I'm like getting old. I don't wanna I don't wanna be thirty and she's like, 
Yeah, yeah. When I turned 30, I did not handle it well. Man, I did not. I was like, great. Was like, oh, great. Thanks. That's- thanks for you bringing this up and then yeah. making me feel shitty about it. Yeah, I'm not going to handle it well either. So thank you. <laughs> thank you for that. And she. She was like, she's like, yeah, I'm 52 now. But when, so there's your answer. Uh-huh. She's like, I'm 52 now. But when I turned 30, oh boy, it was all, it was all down. <laughs> like, I can only imagine what's gonna happen at 60. <laughs> so, and I was like, yeah, but you know, I still feel like 23. She's like, oh yeah, I still feel 23 too. It's just when I look in the mirror and I'm like, who the fuck is this old p- lady? I don't think she said fuck, but <laughs> she probably said like, who the who hell the is fudge, this old lady? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So, so I'm sure that made you there. feel better, right? That was like a nice little therapy session. No, no, it made me feel worse. But uh, it means you've been thinking about happy it all to day. have a haircut. Yeah, yeah. Well, it came up. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, and then, uh, this is the year of thirty for all of our friends. Sad. No, that will be next next year. I mean, like it's, it's starting now. Though. Like, I have like no, no, my no, friend no, Chris no, Neary no. just turned thirty. Jesse Velasquez is turning thirty. Then Nicole's already thirty. My cougar wife. You're, you're a cougar wife. Well, that's good. You're hanging out with all these old people. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. <laughs> I hang with the youngsters. Yeah, I got I gotta I, I mean I'm sure I could find some youngsters. You gotta work at uh start working at Adventureland. <laughs> Alright. I'm gonna tell my boss tomorrow I quit. I gotta find some young friends. <laughs> I gotta find I, my friends are getting a little too old. I have to quit. <laughs> um What about you? What what what's weird happen to you? <laughs> No I, guess, I, so I like, I like getting to see the wheels turning. Like, huh, what do I ask this guy? He doesn't have any hobbies, any friends. I don't know what the hell to say to him. Um, <laughs> what did happen to me recently? Nothing really. It's really actually kind of like a, a boring life these days. Uh, winter sucks. I hate that it gets so dark out so early. It's I just depressing. Winter. I hate that it gets dark. It's cold. You know, there's this real edge take that I've been seeing recently where people are like, actually, I like it when it gets dark early. You know who says that? Like, I don't know if it's the same person we're thinking of. DeRosa loves that shit. Yeah, he's just an edge lord. Oh, I love being inside. I love the days says. that I don't. I, yeah, he really. I agree with you. Yeah, come on, come on. He just has things I love, that I love being. He, he just likes to rile up Pete. Anything that Pete will he disagree does. with, he'll just <laughs> trick himself into believing that. Speaking of which, the group. You know what? I was gonna say the group chat had a disagreement. Oh, this is what we do in this we one. We do maybe, talk about the group chat. I know. I think we should maybe save this for after we know that uh, Jimmy Lynn has turned the podcast off because. Okay. Well, now now that I've got his attention, if he hasn't turned it off already, he probably will, <laughs> will listen. I'll have to pepper it in like midway through the podcast after he gets bored. <laughs> what is, is the, the group chat about Jimmy Lin? Listen, I don't want to reveal oh, anything. Come on. <laughs> Maybe we'll save this for the Patreon episode. Actually. Okay. Okay. You're, you're gonna forget. We're so both a gonna forget about teaser, it. Teaser. Little right. teaser for people to become Fine. a patron. Well, both know. you knew Zach to the Patreon. Jimmy? You're gonna be excited about hearing about whatever is going on with Jimmy Lin. <laughs> If I know one thing about Zach's is that they are excited about Jimmy's. And with that, <laughs> let's get into, let's get into the Couldn't have had a better segue myself. So now that we're on video, people are going to see the beverage that I'm drinking. I love this, all this, all this stuff. I love like I like to keep it a mystery. Sometimes when people, when people laugh, laugh too, like they pull so far away from the microphone. I'm like, I heard a little bit of something there. But now I get to see how, how hard they chuckle at us. Or how, <laughs> how deadpan they all are. Yeah. I don't know if I want people to see my my laughing face. Sometimes it can get a, a little unruly. Ugh, there, there's yeah, there, there's some that I hear when I'm editing back, and I'm like, "Holy shit, that was a big one!" I wish I could see that. <laughs> I was, I'm practicing. That's you being just you, you trying to tamper it down a little bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, let's let's actually get into the episode now. Okay. 
Um, I'm not going to read the long blurb again because they just keep getting longer and longer. But it's called All the Pretty Sources. So, Brendan, it is your time to shine. You know what this episode is referencing. All the Pretty Sources. It seems like they're definitely replacing the word sources. Um, okay. All but right. I don't know what rhymes the sources. All the Pretty Places? How about places? Okay. You were you were right. Wait, right, let me finish. Uh, <laughs> you, you were right. I didn't say anything. <laughs> you were right. You were <laughs> You're right. Let me finish. Right with the word. <laughs> you were you were right that with the word that was being replaced. And you were right that it should have been something that rhymed cuz it is referencing the 2000 film All the Pretty Horses. Oh, uh, that what is that movie about? Is it, is it just like the camera pans back and forth, showing, showing a bunch of like gorgeous, gorgeous horses? <laughs> Look at these horses! <laughs> it's like <laughs> it's Mitch from Doughboy's Dream. Um. So, <laughs> so you are gonna drop down to four for eight, but you're still at five hundred, okay. which is where you want to be. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Original air date November twenty first, twenty eleven. Although according to the trivia section, uh, the episode itself takes place on November seventh. So. Well, that information what you that's will some good trivia <laughs> it has a, it's been a while since we talked the awesome world i of course have uh you know gotten another job so it's I, been I've almost been a very month. busy this holiday month but yeah uh so it, it took me a little while like in the beginning when uh and we'll get to it when louis comes in and blair's like i thought you were mad at me and yeah. he's like i forgive you or you forgive me i was like why i was is like louis what and then what? i went what back and listened to our entire what last episode on? recap and i was like now nah, i get <laughs> oh, it oh perfect yeah. now, by um, the time this one comes out too it's going to be even longer, because this is not this week's episode of Peep Behind the Curtains. True. Wow. This will be coming out. Uh, this will be our holiday episode. It'll be coming out uh, the 22nd. Wow. I guess I should just say the Christmas episode, because that's what I'm the holiday I'm referring to. Jingle, jingle. Uh, is Christmas. It'll be the last episode before Christmas. Holly jolly. Thank you. So now it's official. Now it's really a Christmas episode. <laughs> yep, now it's a Christmas episode. So... Serena is getting ready for Blair's bridal shower. Uh, Gossip Girl is telling us in voiceover that it's going to be uh, great. There's only two people not invited. And we are going to see those two people who are not invited very quickly. Number one, we see Chuck giving Monkey his constitutional. And uh, the next generation of minions are heckling him. They're like, they're making fun of his ugly dog, of all things, and saying <laughs> it's no wonder Blair chose Louie over him. Like, what? <laughs> it's just like if me and you saw Chuck in, in the park, <laughs> it's called a dog ugly. <laughs> Yeah, that would be, be me. And they, they tell Chuck he's the opposite of royalty. Like, why are they being so mean to him? I don't know. Um, and he, like, talks about, how, you know, I've been trying to be good lately. But then, like, threatens yes. to sick his dog on them. <laughs> it is, like, weird to just talk to... Like, they, they're not total strangers because they've, like, heckled him before. But it is weird to, like, turn to someone and say, I've been trying so hard to be good lately. And then, like, yeah. whatever you... I guess we can assume, like, they're, they're in the now so of, like... They know what he's been up to lately, so they know he's been trying to... Yes, yeah, they've been keeping up. So it's not that strange for him to go into that. And he says, oh, but I don't feel the slightest pang of guilt at unleashing my attack dog right now. Apparently, Monkey is trained to go after fake Prada. And then he... he I, You know what? I, I swear go. to you, I'm not joking or being myself. I thought he said fake bras. <laughs> which would be good. It would be funny. Like, <laughs> I, it makes sense. Like Those little girls would need like push-up bras or like padding in them. So that's what I thought he was going for. It's a very Chuck-like thing to say, too. Yeah, I don't know if I heard fake Prada or if I saw the subtitle that said fake Prada, but my notes, and not to mention my notes, that is my biggest pet peeve, Ugh. does say fake Prada here. What do you do? Like, I know, shut it down. How, what do you think? Like, Maybe I've asked this like a year ago now, but when you, we have a guest on, and these are the kind of questions we can ask with no guests on, we can shit talk them now. Right. Um, right. When you have a so guest on guests, that you stop listening. Like, are not close enough with or like you respect too much, and they they just go into all episode long, like, in my notes, in my notes, in my notes. Like, what Are you 
do you feel the need to pipe pipe in at some point like hey can you tamper down when you see it heading in a direction where they're not going to stop talking about their notes what do you do mentally? oh I mean, we've had this scenario before. There right. is someone yeah. that comes to mind who does mention their, their <laughs> notes a lot, and I don't and I don't say anything. I just, <laughs> I just but what is your I brain doing? Are you doing like these? You're just... I quietly see them like, oh my god, <laughs> like, and now it's not good that we're on video because you'll be see if someone does that, you'll I'll be like. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, so so now that we're bringing this to light, if it happens again in the future, it it exposes them as a non-listener too, or someone who right, doesn't give exactly. a fuck, and that's that's so, cool, I guess. Or yeah, it's very possible they just don't give a fuck. Um, <laughs> now, going back to the episode, I, I feel like so Chuck uh, warns them that he's gonna let his uh, attack dog after them. I feel like as soon as Chuck lets the leash go and Monkey doesn't start chasing them, the girls should like know that he's full of shit. But it, it does work; they start running away. I guess they don't they don't check to see if the dog is actually chasing them. Yeah, um, maybe they just, they just looked at the dog again. And the sight of the ugly thing was enough to run anyway. That, that could be it. Yeah, yeah they were going to run anyway. They, they could only <laughs> take so long of that disgusting dog. And then the second person who is not invited, uh, we see Dan reading Gossip Girl. In high school, D got left off the list because, list because no one knew who he was. Now it's because they know too well. Looks like Lonely Boy needs to change his name to Banished Boy. Should we be the Banished Boys now? I guess so. Yeah, there it is. <laughs> Welcome to the Banished Welcome Boys. Welcome to the Banished Boys. <laughs> Rufus and Lily love this Gossip Girl blast. They start laughing in Dan's yeah. face. <laughs> a, a slow Rufus episode. We don't see Rufus at all except for in this scene, I yeah, think, which is fine by me. Um, I'm glad. Good, yes, good we get a fine amount of Lily. Yes, Lily, Lily knows that no press is bad press, and she says she'd be worried if Gossip Girl wasn't talking about Dan. And uh, apparently that might happen soon, because as we know, Inside is off the bestsellers list. Love that everyone's like, oh, you're such a failure. You were on the bestsellers list for only one week. Um, you know, most people don't get on the bestsellers list, but I guess that's not good enough for Dan. Yeah. And But Dan is claiming that the rest of the book tour went better. He says his hand is still sore from signing all those copies. Which uh, is not correct true. If I'm wrong, we saw it. Yeah, at the end of the last episode, he did not end up finishing Which the book tour, Which was like, right? it was... One of these big cliffhangers, and it all led up to this yes. little aside. <laughs> it's like, okay, it was a big great. cliffhanger. We mentioned it at the top of the episode, and then do not revisit it at all. There's no repercussions whatsoever from his parents. I don't think there will be. I think that was it. <laughs> That's all we heard about it. Okay. All right. Maybe we'll revisit I think it. Book, but book nothing, plot nothing is so now far. officially. I, I, I guess you can't correct me if I'm wrong because that'll be a spoiler. But I, I think we're fully done with the Dan book stuff. I hope so. Yeah. Uh, you know, it, it showed a lot of promise and then went nowhere. But yeah. So. Curly walks in out of the kitchen, gives Dan an icy hi, Dan, and Dan asks what's her like, what's wrong with her, and uh, it doesn't look like anyone knows. So Lily goes to talk to her, and uh, we find out that Rufus and Lily have to set up for the party that Dan is invited to. So uh, Dan's gonna get going. They say that Rufus and Lily have to get ready. It is just Lily, um, and and Serena, of course, who is doing a lot of the planning. Mm -hmm. Rufus just takes the rest of the day off. He's gonna take a nap, I guess, for the rest <laughs> of the episode. Yeah. Um... Him and Dan should have done something together. But, you know, I'm glad they didn't, actually, because I'm much happier that Dan went to hang out with Chuck. Uh, um, Loved it. So glad that we have this stuff. This is just like the era of Gossip Girl where there's one good thing happening in an episode. And that's, yep, that's and the that's, one good I, thing. I agree. <laughs> I agree. This is the one good... They, they give us four plots an episode. One of them is great. But one of them Gossip is Girl, really great. They would have had Dan and Rufus hang out, and it would have sucked, but the other three plot lines would have been great. So I don't, I don't know what the trade-off is. <laughs> so... Blair hears someone at her bedroom door. She asks who it is, and uh, it turns out it's someone completely undeserving of your love and affection. Like, no, and It is no. Louis. He's, he's, he's brought Blair back every perfume. He's very apologetic. Uh, Blair seems to be fully forgiving him. Again, don't remember what he did exactly. You re-listened to our, our, our most recent podcast. What what are they fighting about? 
Um, there was a, a big blow up before he left, and then Blair was like almost ready to be bad while oh, he was right. gone. Right, right, but I, I don't, bad. I don't remember what happened before he left, though. He was gone last episode. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he was away. Um, yeah. So All right. I don't well, know. And she was naughty. Louis says he, <laughs> Louis says he did some stupid things before he left, but he's come back a better man. And Blair believes him, and she lets him know that. He needs to be his best Prince Charming at the shower tonight. Uh, Blair is looking forward to the perfect party planned by her best friend, Serena. And Louis, for some reason, is very skeptical and asks Blair how she knows it's going to be perfect, which what weird thing to question. Like when you come home and your wife-to-be is like, we have the perfect party tonight. It's going to be so fun. Why would you be like, well, how do you know it's going to be perfect? I was so confused. The tone changed so quickly. Like he, he came in <laughs> being like, oh, I had the best vacation. It was so just sorry. what I needed. And then he just goes to being hostile immediately. <laughs> <laughs> he snaps his fingers and Blair simply says that because Serena is her best friend then she knows what I like better than anybody and Louis sarcastically says it'll be a lovely party and but he's done some thinking while he was gone and now all of a sudden the Prince Charming facade is gone uh, he wants to be a controlling loser again he asks Blair if her friends really have her best interests at heart where's this coming yeah, from? yeah I did something while I was gone and I would want to stay exactly the same and treat you like Jim <laughs> <laughs> oh okay like, that's great I don't want you to be friends with your friends anymore. Just, just with me, uh, I'm the only one who's good for you. Like, it, it is insane. Like, haven't you realized your friends are horrible? Like, I mean, I guess so, but my best friend's in there working really hard for me right now. <laughs> yeah. And like, what are you doing? You're being a dick. So, yeah. So, I, I don't know if you remember oh. this, but what is Louis' relation to the Diana Payne stuff? Because I, I, I feel like there wasn't there a little bit of a connection there, and it never really. Get, he's sort of involved in it today, but I don't think anyone speaks of his relationship to Diana Payne. Mm. This season really is just such a blur so far. Yeah. I, I is there a relation between Diana and Louis? Because it'd be funny if he worked. There is because I remember her, them, like, but didn't right. mention it to her. <laughs> I remember at, at one in one of our episodes being like, "And how do these two know each other?" Yeah. Um, well, you you guys can sound off in the comments. We're, <laughs> it it's been so long; we have forgotten everything that happened. Because we'll, we'll get to it later. But like Louis's motivation for doing what he did, I don't, wasn't like I gotta help out uh, this. Mag- like mommy this, Diana. Uh, yeah, I, I gotta help out the spectrum or whatever it's called. The spectator. The, spe- <laughs> the spectator. The spectator. The spectrum. The spectrum wireless. Uh, so. <laughs> Uh, grandfather's back. He meets with Nate on a Saturday. Uh, he couldn't be more proud of everything little Nate has accomplished here at The Spectator. And Nate, of course, replies that he's just happy to have made it so f- this far on his own. So so precious that Nate is, thinking he did this on his own. It's, it's, it is it's <laughs> so sad and so funny. But it, it's so Nate. I mean, I feel like we've had a moment like this with Nate time and time again where someone's, like, holding yeah. his hand and he thinks he's doing the best job. And no. Look, I'm doing it by myself, Grandpa. <laughs> no, you, you can't do anything by yourself. You can't tie your shoes by yourself. <laughs> Diana enters, turns her acting chops on, and asks William who he is. And Nate proudly uh, introduces, and since we're on video, I can do this. Yes, yes. Introduces them to each other. Uh, Grandfather (laughs) tells. Yeah, (laughs) since we're on video, I can do this. Um, (laughs) Grandfather tells Diana that he's very impressed by the whole operation. And Diana says she couldn't do it without her rising star, Nate. Are they not uncomfortable here? Doesn't Grandfather know that Diana and Nate are fucking? That was my biggest question. It was. Like, was that a part of the deal? Did, was he like, well, I know what'll get Nate under your wing. You must sleep with the boy. You must sleep with the boy. Because later he's like, uh, he's like, uh, it's to my understanding that you've seen every side of my grandson. Right, right. So he knows, he at least knows what was going on. Uh, whether or not it was part of the initial plan. We'll, we'll I don't think it was, because I think they had that phone call where she was like, I had to do it. I had to do it to keep him, to keep him working at The Spectator. 
that he was probably like, why are you fucking my grandson? He's probably happy about it. My grandson. <laughs> what is that? <laughs> that's how he gets. My grandson. <laughs> uh, well, it's a, it's, it, it's a, you know, I'll, I'll tell, I'll tell you on the Patreon. <laughs> you saving all the good stuff for the paid con. I know I work <laughs> for it too. Like, like I'm a part of the show. I don't pay is, to this, listen. This is specifically something not worth me mentioning. I didn't. <laughs> Just a way for me to move on. I was gonna explain where where that was from. I need to think of some paywall not... content too, so you have to wait. But I can't think of anything. <laughs> okay. <good. laughs> so, um, fake mom Carol calls Charlie, and Charlie's freaking out. She says Diana fired her. Her ex boyfriend showed up out of nowhere, and she thinks the truth is gonna come out any second. She just wants to leave and uh, you know start over again, leave the, leave this fake life behind. But Carol tries to snap her out of it. She tells Ivy that she can't go anywhere because if she disappears, then Cece could cut off Carol's trust for good. Uh, so Ivy tries to tell Carol that that's her problem, but Carol's like, actually, it's yours, because if I don't get my money, then I have nothing to lose. So now Ivy is going to get blackmailed by Aunt Carol in order to keep this ruse going, and uh, Carol is going to make sure that whatever happens to her happens to Ivy also. Unfortunately for Ivy here, everyone's go-to move seems to be to blackmail her in this episode. Yeah, well... <clears throat> She makes it easy when her life is so complicated and she's just kind of been living on a <laughs> right. string of lies. Uh, do you, what are the chances that the actual actress that plays Carol did that voice? Um, I think pretty decent. Like, what what yeah. else is she doing? I think they just probably made a quick call. She said, yeah, yeah, sure, I'll do it. Yeah, I guess maybe, maybe they don't have to pay. If they one of her, her rates higher than, like, some rando, that could just be like, I'm a woman. I'll be a woman voice. <laughs> yeah. I uh, maybe I, I was gonna say something truly ridiculous, and that was uh, maybe last time she was she was you know in the studio uh, on set they they knew that this plot was gonna come and they knew they might need her so they had her recorded early. But there's no chance the these the writers have anything written no, out yeah. ahead of time. Like they are flying by the seat of their pants here. Yeah, I would I would love if it was like very clearly Black Lively doing a voice, <laughs> someone who's like probably pretty bad at <laughs> doing impressions. Hey, uh... <laughs> Hey, Ivy, you know, like, well, you, you gotta, we gotta go. <laughs> oh, wait, you can't go. I'm gonna blackmail you. That's, that's pretty good. <laughs> it's pretty good. It's pretty, pretty good. Pretty good. Lily doing an impression of herself. Yes. <laughs> Blair and Louis are fighting. Uh, Louis, for some reason, has turned this into Blair not converting to Catholicism. That comes out of seemingly out of nowhere. And Blair's like, what the fuck does that have to do with my friends? And he's like, it's about the sacrifices you make for your partner. Like, where, where did any of this come from? Louis is the worst. He, he really came in guns blazing. Yeah, and so Blair rightfully asks Louis what sacrifices he's made, and she points out that he spent his whole trip bonding with his family who hate Blair, and Louis just replies, they're my family. Oh, so Louis can keep hanging out with people who hate his wife-to-be because they're arbitrarily family, yeah. but, like, Blair has to abandon everyone she knows? Fuck off, Louis. And, and they've had that argument before, too, like how, how he's like, you know what, I choose Blair over you guys. She's my wife, or future wife, and now he's back to, no, nah, there they come first. You just, you just happen to be some lady that wants to be a princess. It's just so he's like you can't hang out with your friends because they're bad for you, but I can hang out with my family even though they hate you just because they're my yeah. family. No, every, everything like, that they've I, resolved so far is just out the window. He's just unwinding it all. He's like, I took this trip and I've changed my mind on everything. <laughs> yeah. So. And also that they did Louis, resolve was like annoying anyway. So, I, it, it, yeah. like, it seems like he's like looking for reasons to just not like her, which is fine. Louis claims that uh, he's created distance between him and his family and Blair should do the same with her so-called friends and then Louis gets a Gossip Girl blast this just in we hear B took a paternity test to find out which daddy makes three 
And Louis is, of course, going to use this as ammo to prove his point that it must have been one of her friends because they have no loyalty. But, like, actually, if you've seen the non-judgmental Breakfast Club capers, you, you should know that her friends are fiercely loyal. Yeah, that is true. Like, they will attack anyone else, but within their own group. We love those episodes. We really do. We got to get a non-judgmental Breakfast Club reunion. I know. We really do. Yeah, but when he, he brings it up, it's like, she, I think she even mentioned, she's like, that was probably Beatrice. He's like, no, I was just with her. She wouldn't do that. Like, she, she's the one person that comes to mind. Then I love that it just is. Be- like later, Blair's like, oh, by the way, it was Beatrice, and he just has nothing to say. He's like, well, be that as it may. <laughs> like, <laughs> right. <laughs> my point still stands. <laughs> like, I don't think it does anymore. <laughs> so, uh, Blair, yeah, is arguing that her friends, uh, uh, like defending her friends, says it must have been someone in Louis's bloodline who sent in the tip because, uh, you know, seems obvious to everyone else. But Louis refuses to believe that. Um, were you uh, choosing sides here? Did, did you think either of them were right? Uh, even if Blair was completely wrong, I would pick her over Louis anyway, right. so it doesn't matter. But she was also right on top of her being herself. Right. So even if even if it was Blair herself that sent in the tip, I would have been yeah, taking like, nah. her side over Louis. <laughs> she wins. <laughs> so, um, so Louis is going to prove that it was one of Blair's friends that did it, and Blair wishes him luck because her friends always have her back. Uh, notice that. Blair isn't even saying, like, oh, yeah, well, I'm going to prove that it was your family that did it. Like, she's not even playing this game. It is just Louis is the only one who's playing this childish game, and Blair's just like, okay, good luck. Yeah, I'm about to have the bridal shower of my dreams, something I've always wanted, and I'm going to try and enjoy that. Uh, I, don't, I don't know what your problem is, but I got shit to do today. And Louis's whole thing before was like, Blair, you cannot be playing these games anymore. You have to be, you have to be a mature princess wife for me. Yeah, he now he's them. the one playing the games. Yeah. Yeah, so... Um, Diana and Grandfather. Diana is pissed that he showed up unannounced, but uh, Grandpappy is pissed that little grandboy Nate was in the corner of, of the paper being called the man by Diana's side. And Grandpa's like, listen, my grandson has to be front and center. And he, he reminds Diana that it's supposed to be the other way around. She's supposed to be the woman by his side. And his goal is to remake Nate, not make Diana a star. So he instructs Diana to uh, step aside and let Nate have control of the spectator. Now, as much as we love Nate, this is fucking insane. Nate is literally <laughs> 20 years old. He's going to own and edit a newspaper? And how is she... Like, it ends up happening anyway because she gets fired by, by Grandpa. But, like, how is she supposed to explain that? She's supposed to go back in there and be like, Nate, I've been doing some thinking. I think you should be the editor instead of... I, I was thinking the same like, thing. Like, yeah, what is she supposed <laughs> to say? I think you've been doing such a good job that you need to replace me. And I'm going to work underneath I'm you. I'm you. You're going to be my boss. Where's, imagine you have, like, your end of your meeting with your boss. You're like... You were so good, we're switching jobs. <laughs> and it was nobody else's idea but mine. <laughs> Craziness. It's, it's like, Matthew, so you're fun. the principal now. <laughs> All right. Wow, okay. And I'm a sub. <laughs> uh, Diana's incredulous and says that wasn't part of the deal. Uh, Nate's good, but he's still green. He isn't ready. Uh, but since Grandfather is the majority investor, it is in his power to fire Diana and put Nate in charge. Uh, I'm sure Nate will love that if Grandpa just... I mean... You know what? That is essentially what happens. I, I'm saying, like, sarcastically, like, I'm sure Nate's going to love that, even though he wants to do it on his own. But this literal thing does happen where uh, Grandpa, you know, waves his big dick around and says, I'm in charge now. Nate, you're the editor. And Nate's just like, yeah, I'm doing it on my own. <laughs> <laughs> and so what do they call him editor-in-chief of this company? Because are, are, they're basically just sending out tweets, aren't they? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> like, they're not writing articles. He couldn't do that. Uh, and how did, like... Is this a secret that the grandfather is, like, the majority investor of this paper? Like, how did Nate get a job here without knowing, like, who essentially owns this this paper? Yeah, I don't know. I, I think the whole time he was he assumed it was 
Diana Baines. But then, like, Diana Grandpa Bain. walks in. Like, now, now you sort of know that he's involved. Grandpa right? walks in with so, a haven't you people ever heard of? <laughs> I, I, but when he comes in, does Nate now, now he's not suspicious of anything? Uh, right? He was suspicious when he walk, walks in on them later, but they're like, no, no, I called this meeting. Like, all right, we'll, we'll get into that. But so Diana just needs another month to achieve her goal, but that's too long for grandfather. He gives her three days or she's out of a job. Why is this happening? Like, I I don't understand why this if, is if happening. If they were colluding the two of them the whole time and like, this was like the plan from day one, why is she just all of a sudden finding out like, oh, you needed to get even crazier numbers or else I was going to, or shouldn't she have known that Nate had to replace her the whole time? I guess you would think so. And also, Grandfather's apparently main goal was to... Uh, someone's main goal is to take down Gossip Girl. Still unclear whose goal that is, if it's Grandfather's or Diana's I think or Grandfather's whatever, main goal was to just make Nate popular and make right. him like powerful. But I guess the only way he could think of to do that was to take down Gossip Girl. Yeah, yeah. I don't know why Grandfather's thing thinking about seems Gossip to be Girl too, that much. To rehab Nate's image, which I don't think needed rehab to begin with, but uh, he, he wants, again, Nate to be popular... Um, but now it's like, no, he has to be editor of this paper, or, or and that's it. It has to be editor. That's the only way we can rehab his image. Like status of a like for a, a startup company doesn't seem like the kind of thing that the Archibalds are that proud of. I don't know. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I have nothing. I have nothing. Um, <laughs> let's 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 go to the Empire. Uh, Chuck is here, obviously, because he lives here. But also Dan is here. And Chuck asks if he's lost, but Dan thought that since they're literally the only two people in the world not invited to the shower, that they could hang out. Uh, a very cute ask from Dan here. Gotta, gotta love this still budding friendship. Yeah, it is, it is nice. Uh, it, it's He's caught Chuck at a great time because he's in nice mode. Uh, right. He, he, even like, in nice mode, he gives Dan like a little bit of pushback. But he can't just be like, yeah, buddy, what do you want to do? Like, that would be the most insane thing ever. <laughs> But I think what, it, what he says, went, "Hey, buddy, what do you want to do?" <laughs> I'm Chuck Bass. Bloody monkey kiss his face. Uh, no, I, I, his his version of niceness is what he, whatever he says to Dan. Yes, I mean, obviously, he does not want to hang out with him at all. But he's like, "Ah, oh, God, I'm, I'm a good guy now. I have to." Yeah, I've uh, been hanging out a couple Dan, times you... here and there lately. <laughs> yeah, it, more than I had remembered and he asked dan if he wants to see a film that no one's heard of or go see who's not buying his book which got him there got him. um and dan actually wants the new and improved chuck bass to help him overhaul his image uh, how, how the turntables here and chuck asks if dan is willing to get a haircut and change his clothes but dan is not so uh, chuck is at a loss and we we do all know that dan is uh, canonically hotter than chuck but i would like to see dan in chuck bass cosplay just for fun just to close, because I feel like Dan's hair is in actually a pretty good place right now. So I, I agree with him oh, yeah, there. Yeah, like, yeah. I don't want him to cut that. Like Dan with a Chuck cut, I don't think it would look very good. I want to see it just for fun. I were, if, if you were to sit down for a haircut, the haircut would be like, hmm, getting up there in age there, Dan, huh? <laughs> Why'd you have to start, bring it up? Start showing the grays. Uh, the grays are all covered up by the boy. long hair. You know, this is why I hate Ganesh, because every time... I see him. He's like, "Oh, you got some grays there." Uh, he, he's like my worst nightmare of growing up. Anytime like there was something obvious, like a change in my body or voice or whatever, like growing up, I, <laughs> the last thing you want as a kid is for like your parents to point it out because you're so self conscious of it. And he's the, the he's, he's been that parent. Yeah, he's always been a father <laughs> figure to me. <laughs> ah, Brennan, your bulge looking pretty big, huh? <laughs> as a father says, that's... <laughs> and I was I was always so self conscious about my big bulge as a fourteen year old. Oh, what a brag. <laughs> so. It's too big. 
while, while Dan is begging Chuck to make the day go away and uh, saying he'll do any any wildly offensive thing Chuck can think of, Chuck sees a picture of Blair and Louie in the paper or magazine or whatever. So he's like, uh, you persuaded me. So Chuck is going to agree to spend the day with Dan. And boy, can't wait for the hijinks that ensue here. Yeah, it's it's not much, but it's it's enough. Uh, it's, it's, it's basically fun Dan getting it. wasted and right, <laughs> Chuck talking about <laughs> Next the Next to Chuck and then Chuck leaving. It's like, here's a bunch of booze, um, and I'm going to go walk my dog. <laughs> this is us hanging out. <laughs> Lily is in her sexy glasses running shit, oh, and my. Max enters the penthouse somehow. People keep just letting him in. They need to have a discussion with the doorman, because they just keep letting Max in. <laughs> um, yeah, seriously. Max asks Lily if she knows an Ivy, and Lily's like, yeah, she's probably with the caterers. But Max explains that some people here may call her Charlie, but he's always known her as Ivy Dickens, and... Oh, baby, it's heating up now. How will Ivy Dickens get herself out of this one? Max has a picture of her and everything as Charlie enters the room and sees them staring at her. So you know me, I'm, I'm watching the runtime here. I'm like, this is not the moment where <laughs> Ivy gets found out. That would be insane. Uh, I didn't know how and she's going to get out of it, and she, but, but she does. She's good. She does. The, I, I really appreciate about, about, about this actress as well is that she's very good at looking like a flustered liar because she's yeah, the kind of character that isn't so confident like a jenny humphrey that lies it looks mm-hmm. like oh you're a psychopath and you could lie to anyone's face and be fine with it <laughs> charlie looks like she has a conscience but is she's good at spinning the web uh but the delivery since we know she's lying you can kind of see it on her face yeah i think she's she's great i was uh speaking of jenny humphrey i was talking to a co-worker about our podcast yesterday and she was like oh yeah i, I watched gossip girl she was like everyone hates jenny but i really like jenny humphrey and i was like you'd love the podcast you we love are the pod. pro jenny podcast We're one of the few so we have another another jenny supporter nice we, we gotta keep count of those because i feel like everyone that comes on on for the most part is a jenny hater very few and far between yeah and yet she led the the show and mvps through two seasons not just to us so huh huh um I like that when uh, there's this big revelation and Charlie walks in, Lily does not lose her cool. She's just like, um, I'm a little confused here. Charlie, help me out. Mm-hmm. And like, <laughs> I guess she's heard so much and bullshit Char- over the years. She's like, um, <laughs> yeah. this, it's like uh, what's, this. What's going on? What's going on, Charlie? And so, Charlie has known that she's been on the precipice of being found out for a while now, but uh, she still obviously has to act very fast here and think on her feet. She's like, I never wanted to have to tell you this, but for some time now, I've been pretending to be. Ivy Dickens and the crowd goes wild. Oh, the old shit. switcheroo. What's good for the goose is good for the gander, baby. <laughs> and this is why, this is why we love Ivy Charlie Rhodes Dickens. Max is like, huh? Lily's like, I'm confused. And it's she. She said she love the switcheroo. I, I love at, it. At first, like, she tricks them both to a point where she might even get, get her old boyfriend back. Like, damn, she yeah, really yes. nailed this. She had it. She had him going for a while. If only yeah. Max didn't have such a great memory for programs that is that so <laughs> insane that's so absurd please get to it because it's the most one of the stupidest things maybe in the show ever that's her <laughs> i was like okay i, I was trying to i was trying to rack my brain i was like did he has he like met her parents a bunch of times that's what i thought and where it ends up going is so funny We'll get to it. So, so Charlie explains, her mom never wanted her to grow up with the burden of the Rhodes name because it ruined her whole life, and she never wanted that to happen to Charlie, so she made her change her name. Now, maybe some flag should be going up in Lily's head now, but this is a genius cover, I think, because Lily obviously has no reason not to believe that this is her niece, like the person who's been living with her for four months now, or... I don't know, four months, however right. many months. Uh, but she she's happy to believe that uh, that Carol is behind this. Yeah, and Lily's had too. The only version of this of her niece that she's seen has been 
this person's face. Right. So. Right. So it would be far more unbelievable for her to be like, I've been pretending to be your niece. I'm not really your niece. Yeah. It would be more explaining to do there. Right. Exactly. So uh, Charlie goes on to explain that she was happy to change her name because now she knows that people like Max like her for who she is. Uh, you never know what people's true motives are. She ironically says with a straight face. And Lily's just nodding very understandably. And she's like... I knew your mother was behind this. Uh, Charlie succeeded with the perfect ploy. Again, Lily's like, this is just classic Carol, and gives Charlie a big hug. She She's fooled Lily for sure. Right. That's why it works so well with Lily, too, because she knows how her sister can be. I guess it helps right. that her sister's actually involved in this in some way. Uh, yeah, that definitely does help. But what, what, I, what um, I love about this, too, and, and why I root for Charlie even more, is because this is not a character that has evil intentions. She really, like we've been saying on this, on this show, is that she just wants to be a part of this family. So you, yeah, you she, see her uh, very, struggling for that. And obviously she should, like, be coming clean at, at certain points, but, like, it, it's, you know, she really just stumbled ass backwards into this situation and did not ask for any of this, and now she's desperately trying to cling on to it, yeah. Uh, very unfortunate for her. Uh, and she explains to Max that last spring when she said she was visiting her family, she really was. She just never told him who they really were. Now, convincing Lily is one thing, but obviously convincing Max would be another, like, level of expert it's it's like watching uh for all the for all the big brother fans it's like watching one of the legends of the big brother game uh you know weasel their way through a double eviction it, it, it's a beautiful thing to watch sounds fun you know the classic <laughs> uh bb15 double eviction when andy heron had to <laughs> convince both uh Alyssa and uh a uh, mccray that that they were the other ones lying and that he wasn't the one that that voted that way right you know I, I, what, I, I thought by happened. responding with two words i was off the hook and you wouldn't continue it's <laughs> not the case not so fast <laughs> it's, now i see your teaching style like no matter how disinterested the kid the kids look you just you got to keep chugging ahead uh you, you have to and it does happen they are very <laughs> uninterested <laughs> diana and nate here diana tells nate they have a big problem the board says that there's not enough eyes on the website and that the and that uh gossip girl is still getting more hits they need to top her in the next 72 hours or she's out of a job and nate tries to protest but diana tells him they gave her a deadline and a goal and she hasn't met it so she wants some suggestions for attracting more readers and i don't know should like i'm just thinking this now but should nate be a little suspicious that she just had a chat with his grandpa and then she comes out and she's like the board tells me that i need to get more like uh, when she said that i thought, <laughs> I thought you... it was assumed that he was the board as far as Nate knows, Grandfather has not invested in the company yet, so he would not be part of the board. Right, but then you, should, like you said you should be suspicious. Like, oh, I guess, I guess he is the biggest investor. I've never seen anyone else come <laughs> right. here to talk to her before until this guy, my grandpa. Yeah, I don't know why. I don't know. I don't know what his story is as to why he's here. Anyway, so uh, apparently Serena's blog's been getting more attention. So Nate uh, Which thinks is, they convinced her to write the biggest something more lie personal. Of the whole show. <laughs> no Diana, even Diana just rolls her eyes. <laughs> She's like, unless you, unless you have pictures of Serena in bed with both Hunger Games boys, that's not going to cut it. Uh, surprisingly relevant reference, Hunger Game back in the... Back in the oh, ether. yeah. Fun. How was that? Was it good? Very, I want to see it. Very fun. Yeah. Did you see it? I haven't. I'm excited to see it. I, I don't know if I should read it first or... Gotta see it. I'll just go see it if it's still in theaters. But I don't want to see good. Wonka, too. Uh, we'll talk about it in plugs. Uh, I really want to see Wonka. So... Uh, Nate wants to go straight for the source and attack Gossip Girl directly. Uh, Diana says it's too bad they can't hack into her phone and seemingly incepts an idea into Nate's head because Nate leaves and calls Eric right away and wants to ask him a strange question. What could it be? What could it be? That was fun. It was fun to hear his name. 
didn't hear his voice, but we did get to hear his name. <laughs> Chuck and Dan are having a great time. I, I honestly have no recollection of uh, this Dan Chuck bro out, but I am loving it. They're they're eating and drinking and watching The Matrix. Dan and his button up. Chuck in a full suit still. Smoking reefer too. Oh yeah, and uh, Dan's talking about how awesome this is. Like, me, you, Keanu, not Keanu, Keanu. Sorry. Uh, how how far they've come since the pilot? It's, it's adorable. It's so it's so funny that the this hangout anywhere else would be be pizza, but it's these funny little appetizers that they they look very fancy. Uh, even like <laughs> yeah. the like the weed plates <laughs> look fancy. <laughs> I mean, he should have been friends uh, with him a long time ago. He could have been having these kind of hangouts with him and Nate. For the past yeah, if five only years. Chuck wasn't uh, sexually assaulting his sister. Yeah. yeah, we try not we try not to bring that up. Yeah. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> uh, or or sex hanger at some still, point too. Or yep, yep. Um, Dan is clearly still hung up about not getting the invite to the hottest party in town because he keeps mentioning that he's not going to think about Blair's shower tonight, like not at all. And Chuck simply replies, "Nor should you." Uh, it seems that Chuck is handling this pretty well. He is. He's handling Dan well, too, because Dan is being very annoying. I can't tell if he's ha- doing, like, a drunken ramble or, like, a high ramble or just a twisted ramble. And I was ready for Chuck to, like, throw him <laughs> out of the house because it was supposed to be, like, a casual, fun hangout. And Dan right. is just going on and on and on. Like, I want him to shut up. <laughs> yeah, I love the dynamic because Chuck is giving Dan very short answers, like you were before, trying to get me to shut up. Yeah, yeah. And Dan, like me, just keeps being himself and rambling on. He, he's going on about how he could think about, it, like... Uh, how we can think about how Serena could have invited him to the party because she really should have. And then he thinks that Serena's sabotaging him and trying to keep him an outsider. Uh, she killed his movie. Now she's killing his social life. Dan has to be tipsy or high or something here uh, as Chuck just steers forward and continues to try and watch the movie. Yeah. Uh, I I, I, I want to say that this was not some of the best drunk acting I've seen, but I give it a slight pass just because there was supposed to be weed in the mix. And I don't know what that is looks like as like a, on film or TV, like a, like a drunken high at the same time person, but like still coherent. It's a tough line to walk, mm. I feel like, so. And if a great actor like Penn Badgley can't figure it out, then no one can. No, I don't know. Gotta actually do it. So Chuck asked Dan if he ever thought that this might be his own fault. Uh, who Again, who would have thought that Chuck is the person who's a fan of accountability here? Uh, Dan, of course, has not considered this, so Chuck helps him out. Uh, you know, he wrote an entire novel about being an outsider. It's how he deci- defines himself. But if he doesn't want to be like that anymore, he has to be like his man, uh, like our man Neo here. He has to be a man of action. Uh, Chuck really seems to be analyzing this film. Maybe Chuck should be like a film professor. Or something. Maybe he should. It, it is, it's, it's smart of Dan to go to Chuck here, too, because he knows that Chuck is capable of helping him in interesting ways and is also like the most lonely person on in the Upper East Side. So he really is like, the perfect oh, yeah. companion when you are down the dumps. These are the titular lonely boys. Yeah, they really are. It turns out uh, Chuck wants to be a little less lonely because he's invited over two sex workers. You'd think both one for him, one for Dan, but I guess he invited both of them over for Dan because he, did. he leaves Dan to get to it while he goes to take Monkey for a stroll. Yeah, I assumed it was for the two of them as well. And then as soon as he leaves, like, oh, I guess that's still him being good. Yeah. Uh, I Chuck, I like that Chuck consistently does think that everything can be solved with sex. He's like, well, this is this is how I got where I am now. I'm in a great place right now. And I just have to have sex with a bunch of sex workers <laughs> in order to get there. Every time I'm upset, I'm upset with anything, I just, I just invite over some sex workers. <laughs> and they bang, boom. Good to go. Bang, bang, boom. Blair is uh, back with her minions. She's trying to get something out of her minions so she knows how she should, could, should uh, dress tonight, but they've been sworn to secrecy. Um, 
not used to this kind of subordination for Blair here. Like, I, I don't know how Serena got them to follow along with this because usually Blair is able to bully things out of them. Yeah, but I mean, I mean, if you go all the way back to the early days too, Serena can easily be Queen B if she really wants to. That is uh, true, and yeah. they, they will always have probably more respect for her than they do Blair, but Blair is just the one that actually that wants to control. Yeah, that's a, that's a good call. So they're going to, there's a bit of a ruse here. We're going to trick, this doesn't really go anywhere, but we're going to trick Blair into thinking that it's going to be a bad party that she's not going to like. It, it makes for like the uh, one funny say, scene like, of her getting flustered, which I enjoy, but otherwise yeah. it doesn't matter. Yeah, they say to dress casual. The like, uh, Serena's so busy with her blog that she can't. Uh, she doesn't have time to plan anything elaborate. So just dress casual. The Evite said that jeans were okay, and Blair's horrified. She's like, casual, jeans, Evite. <laughs> Blair never worn jeans in her entire life. <laughs> she, she gets more and more confused with each word. <laughs> I love Evite is the thing that confuses her the most. Um, <laughs> and Serena didn't even get a caterer. She's doing gyros from the cart on 59th and Lex, and an homage to her first date with Louis. And now Blair is even more horrified. Which she did not like gy- that. Huh? No. Do you say gyros or euros? Or euros? I say gyros. Gyros? Why? Why do you say it? Well, I had always said gyros, and then in college, uh, Andrew Freistadt was always like, it's euros. And yeah. I always made fun of him for being bougie and saying it like that, but now it's stuck in my head to say it like that. I feel like if you're going to go with the that pronunciation, you got to go all in and go like euros, like roll the euros. R a little bit. Yeah, you know, and I don't want to do that, so I, I I'm gonna stick with, <laughs> with yeah, the was... the old man pronunciation of like saying gyro. Vagina. Now it just sounds weird. Like, you want to get some gyros? <laughs> I guess that's how I that's how I say it. And I'm I proud. I want that gyro. Give me some lamb gyro, please. It sounds better, honestly. Extra gyro sauce. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, I'm kind of hungry now. <laughs> <laughs> And so the minions uh, claim they couldn't do anything because Serena's the man of honor. So Blair announces, if you'll excuse me, I have to go kill myself or miss out my credit card, whichever comes first. I, I love think Blair announcing her suicide. Nothing, nothing <laughs> it's like my it. joke of the episode. <laughs> Just saying, if you'll excuse me, I have to go kill myself. Really, really gets me. <laughs> That's what, is this what you said that you got your hair cut today? <laughs> yes. When she said, uh-oh, getting up there, I said, if you'll excuse me, I have to go kill myself. <laughs> And I walked into Can I have those oncoming scissors, traffic on, yeah. on Wellwood Avenue <laughs> and took the scissors, yes. Yeah. So Blair leaves and the minions all giggle to each other because of their job well done. Uh, they text Serena that it was a success and that Blair doesn't suspect a thing. I see. I always hate these types of surprise parties because I, I, it seems kind of mean to Blair. Yeah, it does. Um, it's one thing to have her totally in the dark and not know anything about it, but to give her different specifics that would make her nervous <laughs> yeah. is a little cruel. We get, we get, we get, uh, I think Charlie questions Lily about it later. And she's like, do you think this is a little mean? She's like, ah, yeah, but whatever. (laughs) (laughs) Which also cracks me up. It's one thing for a surprise party. It's another thing, like, and I've never encountered this in real life, but in like TV shows I've seen where it's like, all right, everyone pretend like you forgot about their birthday, that no one's doing anything. Everyone has other plans. No one like ignore them the whole day. Like, and then they're like depressed. And then all, all of a sudden, like the surprise at the end is supposed to make them feel better. But it's like, Man, you guys were so mean to this person all day. Or you, had, you had to break them down all the way to build them back up. I was, I was yeah, just talking to my boss about this. Uh, if you, I, I, don't, I don't think either of us have had a surprise party. Uh, I could be wrong. Do, no, do I you have. I, oh, you have. I, you talked about this I actually. Talked about my surprise party yeah, on you the did. podcast. Uh, so I was, I was going to ask you, which I guess is relevant. Uh, how would you, how, you know, how did you react to your surprise party? Like how, what were your feelings in the moment when you were surprised? Well, the surprise was famously ruined. And since uh, you forgot, I'm assuming the so listeners forgot as well. So how do you think? Uh, Okay, go into it. Because I, I, 
you know, I had the, I had the thing. It was the it was actually the day after my birthday, and I was asking a friend of the pod, Sean Gallagher, what what are we doing tonight? And he was like, Yeah, I'm gonna do a pretty low key night. I'm I'm going to I'm gonna see my my sister's band perform at the Madison Poorhouse, and then probably just go home and watch The Office if you wanna if you wanna come with me. So I was like, oh, Yeah, that sounds fun to me. So you know, the thing was I was gonna go to the Poorhouse with him. Everyone was gonna be setting up the surprise for me at his house, and that's what was gonna happen. And then all of a sudden, I get a text from uh, my friend. Ian and he says, uh, "You going? You going to the Sean's party tonight?" And I was like, <laughs> "Sean's party? I, I, I had just talked to Sean. I don't. I, I have no idea about this party. Him, he specifically said party. nothing. Yeah, it's like I, I've not heard about this party. He's like, really? That's weird. Because pretty sure it's for you. <laughs> and I was like, and as soon as he said that, I'm like, oh, I don't think he should be telling me this. And he's like, here, let me add you to the group chat. And he why did he ask if you're going the then? Tight... Yeah, and he why? Why if he's like, I'm pretty sure it's for you. Like, why did he ask <laughs> if you were going then? <laughs> I guess he assumed I was going to be like, yeah, of course I'm going to be there. Like, I guess just well, I asked like... the question. <laughs> I don't know. Sounds like a stupid guy to me. <laughs> so he adds. Well, it gets stupider. He adds me to the group me and the title of the group me is Gagan's Surprise Party. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he, he wanted to spoil this. He must have so, wanted to spoil it. He adds me like a second later. I get removed and he texts me. Oh, shit. I don't think you were supposed to see that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm like, no, I wasn't. It's like, don't tell me. I, mean, don't I, I tell guess me. at that point, you just have to laugh. So the whole time, I like, and I didn't want to ruin the surprise that I knew the surprise. So I'm hanging out with Sean at the Madison Poorhouse. We're watching his sister's band. Uh, his parents were there. We were talking to them. They were asking what's going on. And I'm letting him make a buffoon out of himself. He's like, yeah, we're just going to go home and do nothing, uh, you know, yeah, watch, okay. watch some Sounds office, fun. maybe play a board game or two. Are you getting like, a little like, yeah, a little excited? And that, what? Are you getting like a little excited inside? A little boner, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay and so then then we get we go we head to the house uh we, we get there and i see someone like outside and they like run inside and i was like oh actually, they probably should have been out there yeah. <laughs> so we go in but if you didn't know you, you might have seen I, that person been like yeah hmm, curious huh? i i walked in they surprised they surprised i was honored and humbled and and uh not surprised but still like still kind of surprised that this you don't know what it's gonna look like i've never, never been surprised party before and then i was like oh thank you everyone and then we go into the kitchen and uh sean's like were you surprised? Like you didn't seem you didn't seem that surprised. Were, were, like what was it? Was it a surprise? And I was like, no. And he's like, oh, what? How'd you know? And then Ian was like right in the corner of the kitchen. I was like, Ian spoiled the surprise. Me hours <laughs> it ago. was that he's guy. Like, <laughs> and he was like, Gagan, why'd you why'd you tell? Why'd you? Tell? Well, they asked. That's very funny. <laughs> very funny stuff. That is so funny. Um, so if you were surprised, what do you think you would have done? Like in the moment where you take a surprise. <laughs> I can't. Pete, to bring the group chat back in, into this, uh, Pete had the take a couple days ago. If you, if anyone actually successfully like surprises you at a surprise, but like his take was that you have to be an idiot to get surprise partied. Hmm. Basically, interesting. He's, he's like, no one. You should not be able to to get surprised sort of at someone. He he said, uh, unless you are coming back. Like it is your first day coming back from being out of the country. If you fall for a surprise <laughs> party, you are an idiot. I mean, that's probably a good take. I, I sort of believe that. Um, there's always something along the way, like a little crumb here and there, that like well, something different is happening than I thought. Or they, they have to be a really good agree, planner as well. I agree that it would be tough to pull one over on Pete because he is a naturally suspicious person that does not leave his house. So if I were like, "Hey Pete, yeah, let's go yeah. make gelato today or something," and then we'll go back to your house, he'd be like, like "What? what? Surprise what? party? What? I knew what? it." What? <laughs> <laughs> Especially if it was like near his birthday, uh, he would be immediately suspicious. But like, yeah, that's part of for it. me, 
It has to be like so you have to for bring me, them if, to do something that they know that's a, that's a normal thing for them to do all the time. Yeah. If no one had te- if Ian had not told me that there was a surprise party happening, I feel like I would have been surprised because yeah. it would not have been out of the ordinary for us to go to the Madison Poorhouse, yeah. watch some music, and then come back to his house and watch some office. Especially in college when anyone's like, you're always making plans in college, and like you want to just be anywhere and right. do anything. And like if you just someone's like, oh, I want to go to this place, want to do that with me, like you'll say yes to literally everything when you're in college. Right, exactly. So I feel like there are some caveats. In Pete's situation, I would let let's try to surprise Pete. He's turned the podcast <laughs> off right now. Let's see if we can let's see if we can hear with a party or just like in general, just like a like a boo. <laughs> no, with a party. Oh, okay. And then we'll say boo. <laughs> Instead of saying surprise when he comes in, we have to scream boo. <laughs> <laughs> and then we all file out and don't party. <laughs> Yeah. Just pat him on the back. All right, <laughs> all right we got gotcha. you. <laughs> See you later. <laughs> and we're all eating ice cream. We don't leave many. <laughs> we just leave the mess. There's like party decorations hanging out. <laughs> we, we, we had a whole party in this house all day long. <laughs> Scare him and leave. <laughs> we leave beer bottles on the ground. <laughs> this is a good idea. <laughs> and he's like texting that. Like, you were so surprised, man. We, got <laughs> we you. told you. You could get surprised. Great party, man. <laughs> All right, let's let's get back to the episode. Uh, Serena gets a call from Nate uh, asking where her laptop is, and he sends her a link. And uh, Nate has somehow created a web page with every single email that someone has ever sent into Gossip Girl up until an hour ago. Uh, Jonathan just hacked into Gossip Girl again. Um, you think that <laughs> since someone knowingly ha- knows how to like and hack into Gossip Girl that this would happen more often. Like, it is clearly possible for Gossip Girl to be hacked. I guess Jonathan's maybe the only one that can do it, and he just doesn't feel like doing it unless asked. Yeah, I, I feel like the, I vaguely remember last time when, when this did happen, someone asked him about it. He's like, oh, yeah, it was easy. And then he just, like, <laughs> gave up access. I don't know where it is. But it's, it's, one of the, it's a weird bit of continuity to have because it, it did seem like they left it off. as like, oh, he could do this whenever he wants. I didn't think we'd ever hear from him again. <laughs> Not that we really did. We sort of did. Um, yeah. But here he is. We're floating the names by by us again. Eric yeah. and Jonathan are here in spirit uh, to push the plot forward, but not actually here on screen. And Nate's plan is to update this list to the spectator site because if people know that Gossip Girl isn't anonymous, they'll stop sending her tips, and Gossip Girl will die a slow death. Or, I mean, you have to think Gossip Girl would fight back and find something to do. I don't think she would just accept the slow death, but right. um, that's gonna supposedly make the spectator new york's foremost scandal site and is that what they want the spectator to be a scandal fight site i thought this was like a reputable newspaper or something no it, i think it just wants to be its own version of gossip girl i guess so yeah and so nate considers this a win-win because they get new readers diana gets to keep her job uh nate clearly has a one-track mind and serena's like yeah but what about everyone else you care about and nate's probably thinking like but i'm not having sex with those people that's a good point i i, I didn't yeah, fully yeah. understand the big deal because in my head i'm like well aren't all these things going to be released at some point anywhere or they have been released but i guess the point is that you can see who sent in the tips i guess is the, you the can issue. see who sent in the tips and gossip does not report everything that she she gets so right not everything but yeah i think the most important thing is that who has sent in the tips uh like the whole thing of gossip is you can send in a tip anonymously if it's not anonymous and it's not gossip that's right um so, so Serena's like, literally everyone we know has sent something in, and to prove her point, she searches her own name, and thousands of emails pop up, uh, and Nate wants to take down Gossip Girl. He knows this will do it, but Serena is adamant that he can't upload this to the spectator. This is when Louis, Louis randomly comes in the room and clears his throat, and Serena's like, okay, everything's fine, and he <laughs> just weirdly leaves. Like, what is this man turned into? It was, I, I, it's so that he knows that this is here, right. so he can send it in, but... 
in that moment, he doesn't play it off like that. He plays it off like he's like annoyed that she's doing this. Like she's like, I knew it. I knew that she was always she's just you know trying to fuck over Blair. Right, right. And so Serena tells Nate to put his feelings for Diana aside, realize that this would do way more harm than good. Uh, now, obviously, we, we're looking at the wrong time. We we know that something is going to happen with this, because why introduce it if it's not going to cause drama? So, the open uh, laptop scenario. We know that scenario. something's going to happen. Something's always going on. Yeah, and so whose side are you on, though? Should, should Nate be uh, uploading this, or should should he not be? Um, No, I, I mean, this is that's kind of Nate for you. Like, it, It's our good guy, Nate. He he has strayed a little bit from that path like, throughout this entire job, but when it comes down to it, uh, this isn't something that he should do, and he ultimately ultimately does not. Um, so I'm I'm on his side. That's just kind of the. And again, there's there's no repercussions for him anyway. No matter what happens, he's going to end up landing on his feet. So who really cares? True. You know, but well, it's, it's just yeah, it's sure. interesting to see that, if anything from this, how interactive our core group of friends is with this with this app with, with gossip girl i didn't know that they were actually sending in tips themselves i thought they were just all talked yeah. about a lot but it's funny to see serena has sent in like a thousand tips i, I thought she just like oh it's so annoying everyone talks about me yeah. all the time but she's actually stirring the pot herself especially serena who's always like gossip girl's terrible i can't believe i can't believe you defend gossip girl she's the worst thing that's ever happened yeah. and she's like as she's sending in tips i mean all the tips girl. about her are like from her so she gets more more press <laughs> Love how much of a hypocrite she is. Yeah. Um, and then Nate promises that he won't tell Diana. as And of course, Diana is standing literally right behind him when he says that, because of course she is. Won't tell me what? Tell me what, Natey boy. <laughs> <laughs> he closes maybe the another fox session, Maybe another fuck session in the rumper room will get you to talk. <laughs> the rumper room? <laughs> any, room, any room with her is the rumper room, I'll tell you that much. <laughs> <laughs> Charlie shows Max her real life. Uh, she apologizes for lying to him, claims that she wanted to tell him about it when she bumped into him earlier. And uh, Max is just relieved that it wasn't him that drove her away. So he's like ready to believe anything right now. And he's struggling to call Ivy by her real name, <laughs> which of course is Charlie. <laughs> 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 He tells her that his feelings hasn't changed, even though uh, now that he knows that she's been lying about her identity. In fact, it's like... Now that he knows she's been lying about her identity, he's like more. He's like, now I want to give this another chance. Now that I know that uh, it, it wasn't me that you hated, you were just lying. You were just living yeah. a lie. Like, Let, oh, that, let's that, date again. That new lie just cleared up everything, and now I feel so much better about <laughs> yeah. you. I love you more than I ever did. Exactly. And Charlie tells him that after all the lying, she just needs some time to figure out herself. And she hits him with a, you know what I mean. And Max is just like, what? No. <laughs> like, <laughs> you can't just say you know what I mean and think it's going to solve everything. That is a good uh, like sentence enhancer to anything. If, you don't, if you're not really making you know any I mean? sense, you just say, you know what I mean? And some people just be like, you know I mean? uh, yeah, whatever. Just stop talking. Yeah, I get it. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Charlie uh, tells Max she does love him. She wants, she wants to prove it to him. And Max has always talked about moving to Portland to start his own restaurant. We still don't know why Portland, but all right, sure. Uh, and now Charlie can make it happen. So since the money is no longer an issue, she's going to give him $50,000. And then also she's going to join him in a couple of months. So, I, I mean, what? how nice it must be to just be Charlie and be able to throw money at all your problems now. Yeah. Um, she has the leverage now. She can kind of just dip into that fund whenever she wants. And it would be cool if she, if she could make that work, if she could actually follow through this plan like you know what i'll i do love this guy i will give him restaurant money and this would have been the perfect out I'll, we'll just live together in portland forever and we'll if no matter how bad this fucking restaurant is it'll keep i'll keep funding it, <laughs> it doesn't matter i <laughs> have so much money uh so charlie has to get ready for the shower but she tells max that she'll meet him tomorrow to give him the money and she gives him a nice tender kiss on the cheek Ooh. and uh max is gonna go back into the living room 
he tells Lily it was nice meeting her, hopes, hopes he'll be seeing her again. And as bad luck would have it, Lily just happens to be putting away the literal only family portrait that she has. And she pulls Max over and asks if she's ever met Charlie's mother, Carol, in Florida. And while showing her the picture, uh, she asks him this, and he's like, that's her mom? And now it has only taken one second for alarm bells to start going off in Max's head. So Max is like, you know, I think I will be seeing you again <laughs> real soon. And I love that Lily does not notice the tone shift because she's just like, oh, that's nice. It, it, it does start where he's like, yeah, I hope so. And then it's like sinister all of a sudden. <laughs> yeah, he's like, I will be seeing you real soon. Yeah. That's Carol. <laughs> it's so, I, I think I think her, like, the, the way she looks at the world is, more, is she looks at more important people a different way than like people <laughs> like him. Like I think she doesn't care. Like, well, this guy can never hurt me, so I'm not gonna look into whatever he's doing. Um, he could say anything, and Lily would just be like, like "Oh, that's okay. nice. Okay, great. I'll see you again real soon when I kill you." <laughs> like, oh, okay, uh, okay great. Yeah, good. All right. Good luck. See good luck you, with that. See you, poor person. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it, it is so funny that he sees this and immediately in his head goes. Is that the fundraiser from the local play? <laughs> fundraiser from the program of Alice in Wonderland? <laughs> Get the f- right, because in this moment, I am thinking like, oh, he's met Ivy's mom before. He realizes this isn't Ivy's mom. That's what's happening here. But no, the writers came up with something far dumber. <laughs> I, I think they just really wanted to make uh, a local playbill is what was going on. I think they were really they excited about that. They wanted to have the reveal where he's like, that's right. I have the program for Alice in Wonderland. <laughs> <laughs> I think this made it their jobs harder, but whatever. Whatever they like yeah. to do. Uh, Nate has already told Diana. Unfortunately, he did not have much of a choice. She was standing right behind him. I, I, I feel I, he could have lied, I guess, but I feel like Nate's probably the worst liar no, of all he time. Knows he so can, probably yeah. whatever. Now, now, Nate, no more funky sessions if you don't tell me the truth. I can't. Oh, I can't, I can't no tell you um, how horny I am. <laughs> <laughs> like, okay, I believe you. All right. <laughs> Diana is very impressed with Nate's findings, but Nate's like, we can't release it. And Diana's like, no, I am releasing it. And Nate's just like, now, now, I talked it over with Serena, and we agree that it's too destructive to our friends. As if Diana gives a shit about Nate and his friends when when she's just, like, handed her away to save her job. And so uh, Diana thinks that Nate's just trying to save his own ass so that no one sees all the salacious things that he sent in the Gossip Girl. And Nate's like, I hadn't even thought of that. And so Diana searches his name to see how many of his friends he's betrayed over the years, and she searches at Nate Archibald, and literally nothing comes up. The text no just comes up, fan. good guy Nate. <laughs> good guy Nate, as Nate just looks at her smugly. Nate has never sent anything into Gossip Girl. First of all, good for him. Mm-hmm. But is this true? Can we think of any instance that Nate sent something into Gossip Girl? Like, nothing comes to mind. Mm-hmm. No, I don't, I don't think so. It makes it tracks. It's a hell of a reveal. It tracks, yeah. It's not who Nate is. Yeah. Where Serena has I love it. She, a thousand, and then Blair says she has like yeah. double. She hers, has double, so. yeah. Diana tried to get him, and he literally has never sent a tip into Gossip Girl. I wonder where Dan lies. You, you think Dan's somewhere in the middle of Serena and uh, Blair? I feel like he's definitely done a lot. Dan's just sent in like 15,000. Like, yeah. like, every day, he's just like fucking <laughs> making shit did up. You get, did, you get my la- did you get my last tip? Did you? Did, <laughs> I noticed it hasn't been posted yet. Did you, did you get it? Yeah. <laughs> How, can you call me D from now on instead of Lonely Boy? Oh, especially when he was nice, dating Serena. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Did you hear him dating Serena? <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so Diana tells Nate uh, that he really is a good man, and and she didn't think people like him existed anymore, and is like, all right, you've convinced me. I'm not going to release it. And like, she, I was like, oh, yeah, sure. She's just going to oh, yeah. accept getting fired when she doesn't have to because this like teen that she's fucking turns out to be a good person. Yeah, knowing but, her, she's lying here. We but would, this is actually thought. the case because she goes into the meeting with grandfather and is like, 
I'm actually here to tell it to tell you uh, not like to tell you that uh, you know you know to stop doing what you're doing because Nate's actually a good guy. Like this actually somehow works on her. Yeah, it, it loses her the job and Nate. So usually when when someone does like the noble thing, sure you don't get like what you ultimately want, but you get like somebody appreciates your your effort there. But she gets nothing. Yeah, of she it. gets nothing. She gets totally. Yeah, she fucked. gets nothing. She does, and it's because uh, the the list ends up getting posted anyway. Um, mm-hmm. And we'll we'll find Ooh. we'll find out about that. Lily gets a call from Blair. Lily's in on the surprise, I guess, because she's she's saying all the right things. She's like, Serena's out to get tutti fruity flavored Hawaiian shaved ice, and she promises it'll be a <laughs> night that Blair never forgets. That fun. And <laughs> Charlie overhears the conversation. She's like, "Isn't it a little mean for everyone to be lying to Blair?" And Lily's just like, "Yeah, it's fine. It's the first time Blair hasn't been in control." And so, uh, yeah, they're gonna make it so that it's the last time too. This is gonna be traumatic for for Blair. Yeah, I, I do feel like it, it is at least traditional to completely plan the brow shower without the bride knowing but like you're saying like, sure you don't have to go the extra mile to right right fuck with their brain um so lily asks if she's going to be uh, connecting with her friend again and charlie's like no he's going back to florida and lily has the oh dear look on her face because he just said she was going to be coming back real soon so what's going on there um and charlie apologizes to lily for uh or having to find out about the Ivy thing, but Lily apologizes right back that Charlie had to go go through that, and she lets her know that she can always be her true self with them. Wow. That's nice. Love the, all these uh, little ironic moments. Yes, exactly. Because she never um, can be her true self with them. That's get the it? irony. Get it? Max is rummaging through some old stuff. He goes through an old playbill of a production that Ivy was in and sees that Charlotte Charlie Rhodes played the Queen of Hearts. Ivy Dickens was the stage manager, and Carol Rhodes was a fundraiser. And again, thought that Max saw the picture earlier, realized she wasn't Charlie's mom because he'd met her before. But no, no, no. We are meant to believe that Max recognized Carol's face from this random playbill because that's insane. And I guess it's something that, something that he's seen a bunch when he lived with her. Like, I she must have been very proud of this play and was always just you know what like, it was? flipping through it. Not, not, to get, not to get blue, but when... Uh, Ivy left him. He was probably missing her a lot, so he probably took this playbill out to jerk it to. <laughs> That'd be so funny Carol's... if he goes to it and it can't open it and stuck the pages are stuck together. <laughs> and Carol's picture was always right next to her, so he just all that's why he <laughs> <laughs> That tracks. I think that's I think that's what they're insinuating, because nothing else makes yeah, that, sense. Nothing, that that actually makes more sense with the, than what they wrote. It really does. I'd know that face anywhere. I jerked <laughs> off to that playbill so many times. <laughs> so, um, back to the Empire. Chuck is back. He's upset that the girls are just watching movies. Uh, they tried, but Dan was too busy complaining about Serena and wanting to be a man of action. Now, is he mad at Serena or mad at Blair? Because who's to say? Because this whole time he's like, I'm mad at Serena. I'm going to talk to Serena. Then he gets to the party and he's like, Blair, I have something to say. Yeah, I, I, we, we were we were duped. The whole time he was talking about Serena, I, they, they were leading us in a direction where I was like, "Oh, I guess this is where Dan becomes obsessed with, with Serena again, and they're gonna like start an, a, a love thing." Yes, like for the final time. Like maybe this will be like the last time that they have a back and forth before they end up together in the series. Uh, but no, I guess I guess they're saving it for a little bit later in season five because mm-hmm. um, it's it just very inevitable to me. Dan and Serena, <laughs> that Dan and Serena are endgame. Um, Apparently, Dan kept rambling uh, and mentioning the shower, so the girls took that to mean that they should get in the shower, but then he never joined them, and uh, when they got out, he was he was gone. I love that Dan was just, like, walking around going, like, the shower, the shower, the shower, the shower, the shower, the shower. Oh, like, I didn't okay. even pick up on that. I thought he, like, wanted, he was so drunk that he's like, oh, let's, like, go fuck in the shower, and then he forgot to show up, the, like, the appointment no, he that just, he made. He's he was... the bridal shower, <laughs> so they got in the shower. 
That's really funny. I, I guess when you're a sex worker, like you're being paid to do whatever he wants. So if, even if he's like a, a lunatic, just saying one word over and over again, you're just like, I guess we'll get in the shower. Sure, like we're like, being paid gotta, a lot of I money gotta, by Chuck. I gotta find a way. To, I gotta find a way to get to the shower. And like, <laughs> I'm like okay, it's, it's right this way. <laughs> <laughs> so Louis knows about the Gossip Girl sources. He is searching the keyword paternity into the search bar, and uh, Blair comes in and asks what he's doing. Uh, Louis, of course, lies and says he's checking emails while she gets dressed. So now, because everyone is lying to Blair, she tells Louis that he was right and that her friends don't have her best interests at heart. So classic teen drama misunderstanding. Again, why messing with friends for the sake of a surprise? Maybe not a good idea. And also, again, nothing really comes of this. Yeah, again, right. But uh, it is still annoying right right now in this very moment. Um, and she tells Louie that it doesn't sound like her friends are thinking of her at all when it comes to the shower. So maybe she doesn't have to create distance between them because uh, there's already distance there. And Louie hears this like, well, how could it not be when they say such terrible things behind your back? Well, what is he What is he doing? This, I, I can't stand him. He um, just exists to be, like, piss us off, honestly. Exactly. And so Blair doesn't want to be late, but Louie stays behind and sends out the sort list. But this is what confuses me. It's the source list of Gossip Girl. It's it's where they she gets all her sources, everyone who's sending in tips to, to Gossip Girl. Where does he upload this to? Is this ever explained? Where No, are this is so funny this? that like when it does get uploaded, it just says uploaded to and then I keep I keep wanting to call it like serendipity. I want to call it all these different S words. Spect- spectator, right. So we're meant to believe that it's, like, this what? gets publishes to Spectator site, but if he sent it to Spectator, wouldn't Diana see it and not release it? It's not like Louis has the power to upload things to the Spectator. No, site. in this world, the, he like, does Diana's, somehow. Diana's the editor. It should be going like on her desk theoretically. She should be getting it, and if she doesn't want it to go through, like she's saying she doesn't, she would be like, "Oh, I'm not going to publish this." But apparently, Louis has access and can like the only thing that makes sense i guess serena is right but but she probably doesn't have access or know how to do that right she's writing a blog she shouldn't have editing access (laughs) and also even if she so she did say she does have editing access how does louis know how to use that system like that he's like oh well it's like just like every other uh editing software i ever use there's no way this should be able to get uploaded without diana doing it or nate if he has that power too so no wonder everyone thinks it's diana that did it because she should be the only one that's able to do it right you some like some magical internet power to do this the fact that other people can just upload things to the site without her knowing, then yeah, I think this is actually her fault and she did deserve to get fired. <laughs> right. Jonathan didn't even hack, have to hack into this. Louis can just do it from his from the comfort of yeah. his own house. That's like as if like people could go on Gossip Girl's website and then just like upload anything they wanted to Gossip Girl. Exactly. It's it's absurd. It doesn't make sense. So um, that, that, Gossip it, Girl it, has it, They made it so cartoonish too in the way that it just said, uploaded. <laughs> like how? <laughs> You have now uploaded. So Gossip Girl has a has a fun voice over here because Gossip Girl is obviously very present in this episode. The the concept of Gossip Girl is playing a large part, and I forget sometimes that the voiceover on the show is Gossip Girl. So obviously she should be commenting on this. And Which is like, part of why this plot. I remember you like talking about this way early on about how like once she becomes a plot device, it gets annoying. Yeah, and I, now this is yeah. where it is. Good. And like it, it it it's not how she's supposed to exist. Right. It's exactly. And she's like, because sometimes your words can come back to haunt you. It can happen to anybody. Even me. And it's like, oh, yeah. You're oh, yeah. a character in this show now. Right. So we have finally reached the event of the week. It's Blair's shower, of course. It's elegant and extravagant. Blair, Blair's so happy it's a Tiffany's party. Elegant, witty, not at all casual. And Louis must be seething that she actually likes the party now. This isn't supposed to happen. She's supposed to hate this and hate her friends. He, he, he does look mad, but he always kind like of Louis, Blair being happy makes Louis piss. He wants Louis to be upset so that he can like have something so can over be right? on her. Fr- like, yeah, like what kind of, that's a great relationship. Right. It's more important to him to be right than it is for Blair to be happy, which is, yeah, a loving part of any relationship. Um, 
Serena yells, surprise, Blair's ecstatic, but before she can enjoy it, everyone's phone starts going off. Uh, Serena clinks her glass. She's going to make a speech. I'm not usually one for speeches, but I have to say how lucky I am to have Blair Waldorf as my best friend. I may be the maid of honor, but the true honor is just knowing you be. There is simply no one like her, no matter how hard some of you try. Congratulations to the beautiful bride. You have become the strong, confident princess I always knew you would. I love you so much and wish you and your prince nothing but happiness. Genuinely a uh, touching and heartfelt and a lovely speech from Serena. Good for her. She has an uncharacteristically good episode. It was good, yeah. And then she even goes up to the, the minions later on. It's like, sorry, I made that joke at your expense. I hope it was okay. Sorry. And yeah. like, oh, we didn't hear that, hon. <laughs> there one more thing there's a surprise for all the ladies tonight they're all getting a box and one of them will have a diamond ring inside but wait until serena says to open <laughs> it's it it's also so is necessary this <laughs> is this normal at rich people parties the the hide the old expensive diamond ring in a box thing the only thing i could compare it to is like at the actual wedding when people throw the bouquet but like well we're because rich they, let, let's, let's like give the... you a, a ring instead it's great and she's just like but don't open till i say i'd be like do i have the ring like i'd be opening it right, right yeah. away oh yeah um it's so i guess it's just so that uh ivy can be like look i have a ring here's a down payment and then he now has the ring i guess and can use that as something but like it's but we didn't need to do better. that because i, I would have believed if she just took any fucking ring off her finger right. that would yeah. like, okay, that's probably expensive Whatever. i believe that <laughs> right so uh Serena, like you said, tells the minions she hopes they didn't mind her joke. Very considerate her. But the minions did not hear it because they're too busy reading. And Penelope gives Serena the phone to reveal that Gossip Girl sources have been revealed to the spectator. Bum, bum, bum. You're right about it being a good episode for Serena, too, because the whole time she's like, she seems busy. So whenever Serena seems busy and she, you don't get a lot of her, but you know she's supposed to be doing something, there's usually something else going on. But the whole time she was behind closed doors, she was actually working on the bridal shower and working. There is no ulterior motive, which she usually does have. I so know. It's, it was like, imagine we get a likable Serena in this show. Imagine, I can't imagine. stop. Imagining. Can you imagine shades of season one, even. Yeah. So here's here's a great scene. Dan gets on the elevator to Blair's party. No <laughs> one on the elevator is talking to him, but he is going to continue rambling as he takes swigs from his flask. He lets <laughs> them all know that he's crashing the party, but only because he needs to stop whining and become a man of action. So he's going to show up and finally confront the person he needs to have a conversation with. And uh, he finally realizes that he doesn't know anyone in the elevator and goes, who the hell are you people anyway? As the door <laughs> opens. Actually, that might be my joke of the episode. Perfectly yeah. delivered by Penn Badgley. And the elevator opens and everyone gets off, like seeming disgusted at Dan. Like, I, and I love the one guy who is like just visibly like, making uh, faces oh, as if Dan oh. just like farted in the uh, in the elevator or something. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and I thought maybe Dan got in the wrong elevator, but he didn't. So who were those people? I guess that was his point. He's like, I didn't get invited to this, and like I'm one of Blair's closest friends, and I, I don't even recognize you people. It's that this yeah. is insane. As Dan said, must be friends of the groom. Um, so. Serena calls Nate. Uh, she is understandably pissed about the sources getting posted to the spectator. Uh, Nate says he didn't do it, but somebody clearly did because there's a link to it. And Nate figured out that it was obviously Diana and is like, I can't believe she's doing this to me. But he doesn't even seem that mad. And so Serena begs Nate to fix it, even though it's probably all over the internet by now. And this was when I was like, how did Louie have access to the spectator? I, I Wouldn't Diana have to see this first? But we have determined that no, that is not the case. Nope. Special uploading powers. Special uploading. He's a prince. He can do whatever he wants. Dan's drunk at the party. 
Uh, and now, because of that, Chuck is here sober at the party. And Louis sees him and he's pissed. He's like, I knew you couldn't stay away. But Chuck explains that this is the last place he wants to be right now. He is not looking for trouble, just Dan Humphrey. Uh, and Dan is not pleased with Serena, and Chuck is not sure what he might do in his inebriated state. Which, again, what a role reversal. It is very rare that we see Chuck as the rational one trying to stop the chaos, and Dan as the one causing the chaos. Yeah, he really is good, like Blair talks to him about later. So he's like... Oh, wow. really have you're, been good this whole time oh, haven't yeah, you my God, i love you uh but it, it, it you wonder still a little bit here if chuck is doing this to like show blair that he's being good uh which i guess would in turn would not be good because like, when we first see him and dan meet up together he sees blair and louis in the paper and it makes him want to almost find a way to right. get to this party it seems like so maybe there's we'll a little bit there in the back of his head for every selfless action, there's a little bit of selfishness there's that happens, too. a little too. bit, yeah. Of a course. little bit. But also, I feel like this exact situation has happened, but reverse, where Dan showed up to a party uninvited because he wanted to stop Chuck from making a scene, and now Chuck is doing the same thing with Dan. Yeah, but I, th I think in those ones, like, Dan ends up making a big scene. Well, <laughs> yes. <laughs> like, him so, and Blair fight each other. Uh, Diana and Grandfather are in a conversation. Uh, I think, I, like... It's just so random that grandfather is back here. I, I'm, it's like were people like, oh, we we need to we need to get an older guy in here to make Diana younger by comparison because people are saying she's too old for Nate. That's, that's the only yeah. thing. It's like <laughs> that's the three the generations of people. Exactly. So uh, Diana tells William that she's uh, seeing a side of his grandson that she's never seen before. And that's when William responds that he thought she'd seen every side of his grandson at this point. His grandson. <laughs> like that's an unnecessary comment by his grandpa. <laughs> apparently uh nate is such a good man that he has inspired diana to call grandfather over here to tell him that instead of starting a war with gossip girl she's starting a new war with him oh and uh, she cares oh she cares more about this paper and nate than him but uh then someone went and sent in this gossip girl source list and diana is claiming it was not her but she thinks nate won't believe her as of course nate walks in at that very moment which this just yeah. happened the other way around but now nate walks in and is like believe what great great characters great great timing from these characters all around always this always i think of another funny equivalent of uh the situation with the mystery uploader is like imagine we had like a guest on like we had like our friend richie on the <laughs> podcast and then like, all right, great job, Richie. That was a lot of fun. The next day, Richie's like, I started a new podcast called The Lonely Boys. He uploads our episodes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, anyone can just upload an episode to this podcast feed whenever, whenever they want. So stupid. Uh, yeah, no, it's, it's just time and time again. I think that that's, it's always been a trope of teen dramas, of just like the perfect time of people walking into a room or overhearing something or eavesdropping. But it, it, it seems like the, the lazier they get with the show, that the more they lean on that particular thing, too. Right. So, and yeah, it's... Now that we're in the later seasons, this is happening a lot more. It's like, how does this character find out? Oh, they're just happen to walk in. Yeah. So back to the shower. Everyone is reading the Gossip Girl tips. Blair's trying to figure out why everyone isn't paying attention to her on her night. And again, it's true because why would Louis have wanted to send this listen to the spectator tonight of all nights when he knows it'll ruin Blair's night? Like, he could have done this anytime. He does this on the night of the bridal shower. He's the worst. Yeah, he'd rather prove a point than let her enjoy her night. So Serena tries to get everyone to stop looking at the Gossip Girl list and to start opening their Tiffany boxes. And she cares about her, course, more about her than Louis does. Of course. And of course, Charlie is the one who gets the box with the diamond ring in it. Serena's so excited. So is Charlie. I would be saying, like, this is rigged. Like, fuck this. Yeah. If you were Serena. Or if you're anybody. Oh, if, I was any, if I was anybody else that did not get the ring, I'd be like, of course her cousin gets the ring. What yeah, the yeah. Fuck. Um, Max walks in, Charlie asks Max what he's doing here, and he knows the truth and tells her that she's actually Ivy Dickens. The real Charlie Rhodes is in Florida, and uh, Charlie understandably does not want to talk about this right now. Yeah, it's, a bad, it's a bad time for me, bud. 
yeah. Yeah, can we do this later, please? Um, <laughs> the minions are confronting Blair. They want to know why she sent in all those tips about them, which, okay, fair questions, but poor Blair. It is her big day, and now she has to answer for her past mistakes because of her stupid, terrible prince husband to me. Right, she's like, you guys know who I am. Like, what do you want from me? Can we just enjoy yeah, my day? <laughs> stupid question. Of course I'm going to send in tips about yeah. you. Meanwhile... Chuck is trying to usher Dan out, and Dan does a very fun fake-out where he pretends to leave and then does a quick 180 and heads back into the party. <laughs> I, I do, like, Dan was so stupid today, and, like, overall, he should have been annoying, but he was so cartoony that I was enjoying him the whole time. Really was cartoony. They're like, he comes into work, and they're like, you just get to be drunk all week. It's like, yeah, all right, cool. All right. So, Method acting, baby. Dan, I was, uh, I was already drunk. <laughs> All right, all right, all right. That's, that's I don't like know why cool Dan is too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Drunk guys are cool Dan guys. Finally reaches, <laughs> Dan finally reaches Blair. Uh, she's happy to see Dan, actually, because she's happy to see someone who isn't mad at her. Uh, did she forget she didn't invite him? Like, Because Dan tells her that's not entirely true and then asks why he wasn't invited because he's been there for her when no one else was and he doesn't believe this is about the book. Uh, Dan, again, nosily confronts Blair about this and not Serena, uh, even though he said that he was going to confront Serena about it. Yeah. But that's why I was confused about the non-inviting thing. It was... It was Serena, I guess because the two of them haven't been on good terms lately, like she didn't invite Dan to Blair's thing, but also shouldn't Blair sort of be in charge of the invitee list, and why would she not want him there? Right. And you know what? Not the right time and place for Dan here to bring this up, uh, but I can see where he's coming from. I, I could see myself getting drunk and doing this exact same thing to someone who didn't invite me to something. Yeah, especially someone who, like, like that where the two of them have been very close lately. Yeah. He has been there for her. Yeah. So... While Dan is rambling, Louie comes over and so does Chuck, and uh, contrary to when she saw Dan, Blair is not happy to see Chuck. She is annoyed that no one seems to know what not invited means, and Louie asks if everything is okay, and Blair tells him to handle this. Yeah, I mean, I guess so I guess she does know that he's not supposed to be invited. Chuck, Chuck makes more sense, because yeah. they have the, the whole thing going on. Yeah, right, because it seemed like Blair forgot that she didn't invite Dan, and now she remembers that she didn't invite either of them, and she's saying no one knows what not invited means, but whatever. Um... Blair confronts Serena. She blames Serena for leaking the source list. And uh, this would seem out of left field from Blair, but she did see the page up on Serena's computer earlier today. So obviously she thinks it's Serena. And she wants to know if Serena only cares about her stupid blog or if she was trying to ruin Blair, Blair's night. And I mean, maybe Blair should give Serena the benefit of the doubt here, but she is pissed. And Serena tells Blair that she created this night and did it all for Blair. But Blair's not hearing her. She thinks that uh, Louis is right. None of them are friends. They just pretend to be so they can get things uh, to talk about behind each other's back. Yeah, but I mean, am I correct in thinking that this conversation like continues on right now and if they figure it out almost immediately? Because I, I was worried like, oh shit, yes. this is going to be like one of those times where there's a misunderstanding and uh, they have mm -hmm. a fight and it gets ugly and then they're going to like have to make up next episode. Like, I was glad well, the, way, the, way, the way it turns out. I was like, okay, good. At least it, it's, yes. I'm, I'm sick of that exact fight happening mm -hmm. every and time. I, yeah, and I didn't even think what Blair was saying was true. And I couldn't believe that, like, Louis was coming out on top in Blair's eyes for this, where she was like, right. Louis is right. I hate all my friends. And, like, I guess this is why Louis did it, but he clearly does not care about Blair. He, he can't. Otherwise, he would never do this. Like, he would m never make Blair feel this way on her big night for his own personal gain if he actually cared about her. Yeah. Absolutely. And that's, Serena's, that's what Serena's angry about. She's like, I worked so hard for you all day long. Yeah. And so Serena admits to seeing the webpage, but she didn't send it out and actually did everything else, she, everything she could do to stop it. And she thought she succeeded. So Blair asks who did it. And Serena says it must have been Diana because she and her and Nate were the only ones who saw the site. Uh, now, she doesn't say Louie yet. That's kind of like an afterthought. But before she, I was, before she mentions Louie, I was like, this is fun. 
because no one knows who actually did it. It, it. And it is interesting that the show let us in on the fact that Louis was the one who sent in the source list. I feel like usually the show would want to keep us guessing along with the characters. Like, do you like that they revealed this to us or should they have kept this as a mystery to the audience as well? And like, it could have been a big reveal. It, that would have been better, but I'm, I'm only glad that we did know is because I want Louis to get found out because I just hate him so much. I'm glad that he <laughs> ends up on the, the bad end of this whole thing. But as a, as a show overall, I think it would be better to keep us guessing. They probably could have even brought this to the next episode. Yeah, it was an interesting decision to let us in that it was Louis that doing it. So we knew the whole time and no one else did. Um, maybe we would have just assumed it was Louis anyway. Maybe that's why. I don't know. Interesting choice. But mm-hmm. uh, at the very end of Serena's sentence, Serena's like, oh yeah, and Louis saw it too. And clearly Serena doesn't think Louis is the one who did it, but Blair who hears Louis's name and immediately stares him down with like such disappointment and hurt in her eyes. Yeah, and it's like the fact that she thinks of him immediately just goes to show like she knows who he is now. Like, she understands that his character would do this sort of thing to her just to, yeah, to she, win one over on her. She knows what he's capable of. Yeah. Um. So Nate wants to know what's going on. Uh, he's getting very suspicious, and, and he has Diana and Grandfather if they've been working together this whole time. Grandfather just denies everything and says that they were just talking when Nate walked in, and uh, Grandfather claims to be as much in the dark as Nate is. So Nate asks Diana if this is true, and Diana says she did call in Nate's grandfather. She thought maybe since she needs to save her job, Grandfather would want to invest. So this is, like, obviously a lie. As far as Nate knows, Grandfather has not invested anything in this in the, in the spectator yet, and this is supposedly where it's going to happen. So Nate asks, what about all the Gossip Girl sources? And Diana actually takes the fall and says that she was also using those to try and save her job. Um, why, why does she not deny this? She There ends up being a reason. I, I get... I think they reveal it later where she's like, where William was like, I think you took the fall for that because otherwise, uh, you know, I, I forget. He had something. Yeah, like, I didn't oh, feel yeah, like follow it either. Yeah, he has something. He's like, otherwise, I'd hate for people to find out the truth about you. Is the truth about her something that we know? Or is it just like something? No, some I don't think so. So in thing. this moment, it doesn't make sense why um, Anne is taking the fall for this, but we are meant to believe that. Uh, there is something about Diana that we don't know yet. That William I, I thought she was know. taking the fall fully at this point, just because, like, well, you know what? Nate is such a good guy; she deserve he deserves this. And she all of a sudden, like, just her moral compass was pointing north now, and she's like, oh, he's he's so great, and he's so he's such good guy, Nate. That I I want I want the best for him, and she just yeah, like, but, I'll, I'll figure something else out. Yeah, but if she did, then why wouldn't she be like, Nate? I want the best for you, but also I didn't do this. Please believe me. Right, that's why it's weird that she gets shafted in both ways, because then she's like, well, I, I still right. want to be with this guy, because it, it seems like at this point she does like him. Yeah, she likes him. Likes him. Like, she likes him as more than a friend. Yeah. In the pants. Did you say say pants? In the pants. <laughs> say pants three times. <laughs> <laughs> it's my kink. <laughs> if, if, if you watch so- the YouTube, please comment pants three times. <laughs> please, please. Please, please, please. So, so uh, Nate is hurt that Diana betrayed him. He tells her it's personal to him, and Diana starts telling Nate how much she cares about him, but Grandfather cuts her off and is like, actually, I would like to invest after all, but with one condition, your resignation letter goes to the board with my check. Uh, Grandpa is ruthless. Yeah. I guess that's that's how he makes it all work for Nate and his little brain. Yeah, I mean, this is like, Diana was helping him out this whole way, like giving Nate this job, uh, fucking Nate into oblivion, yeah. uh, you know, firing everyone except for, like she she did all of this, getting this thing up and running, trying to take out, and then, man, one hiccup, and he's just like, and I'd like you mm. to be fired. And so, maybe yeah. that was part of it too, why she was doing that, and she's like, well, if, if I 
help this guy out and I give him what he wants, he'll let me stay around. Uh, but now he's like, well, I have See? everything I need and I'm an asshole. I don't care about you at all. See ya. Nate's on top now of that Nate thinks that, And now that Nate thinks that she was the one behind the source list getting revealed, Nate doesn't care that she's leaving. So, like, yeah. Diana agrees that's what's best for the spectator and everyone else, and she leaves to gather her things, and no one stops her. Uh, is this the last we see of her? It seems like she, it might be. I can confirm that it is not the last we will see of okay. her. Okay. She'll be back, baby. Don't you worry. All right. I was worried. There's enough Diana pain to go around for everyone. <laughs> Max and Ivy are arguing. He wants to know what the deal with her fake family and Aunt Carol is, and he has the program to Alice in Wonderland as his smoking gun. He's like, I bet you didn't think I'd find this. <laughs> Stage manager. <laughs> is he just holding up a Playboy? <laughs> like, and the, what? the dry jizz is like coming off and slapping at <laughs> <Yeah>. the <vision. laughs> how, do you think, how many times do you think we've said dry jizz on this show? That might have been the first. <laughs> We were talking about wet, I'm glad, fresh jizz. I'm glad it was. Yeah, we always talk about wet, wet fresh jizz. Yep, that's. <laughs> I like my jizz wet and fresh. <laughs> First thing's wet, and second thing's fresh. <laughs> you fresh know, I can tell how this jizz isn't fresh. It's not wet. It's not, it's not it's wet. Not wet. <laughs> nah. It's, it's, oh, thank God we have video it's now. Try. <laughs> so. <laughs> So Ivy's plan is to just still get the 50 grand and they can go away together. And uh, Max does not believe her because everything she says is a lie, which Ivy does not s dispute. But she says that the money is real. She proves it by taking off her new diamond ring that, thank God, she won in the fucking Serena Vanderwoodson raffle that she just randomly did. And she is giving it to Max as a down payment. So <clears throat> Ivy tells Max to stay away from her and her family and she'll get him the rest of the money. And uh, Max agrees and then menacingly tells Charlie to uh, have fun with your family. Ooh. That is menacingly. I, I guess we're, we're officially like watching a heel turn by Max, which is someone that we didn't know needed that because he's never been like yeah. a, an important person. But okay, <laughs> here he comes. Yeah, apparently Max has the capability to be mean too. So those damn chefs. We actually have a good restaurant. Restaurant tours are ruthless. Yeah, they really are. Uh, we actually have a good scene now where Chuck finds Dan sitting on the stairs, and Chuck is unhappy about this, but he does reluctantly sit down on the stairs with Dan and have a heart-to-heart -heart with him. And he asks Dan why he antagonized Blair at her own shower, and Dan explains that he wanted to take action like Chuck suggested, uh, which Chuck, Chuck stops him. He's like, let's be clear. I told you to get some ass, not make one of yourself. It wasn't until I saw you confronting Blair that I realized I had it all wrong. You're in love with her. So now the love triangle is back to a love quadrangle. Everyone is in love with Blair. Uh, and he, he just like stumbles over his, over his drunken words, like, "No, no, no, I'm not. No, no, I'm not in love with Blair." Does he even ask him something? He's like, "Am I in love with Blair? Do I love her? Do I love Blair? Do I love her? Do I love Blair?" Which is like nice. It's nice to have these like like you said. These are the two lonely boys. It's fun that at least they can bond over something together now. Like both, they are Blair's last choices. Exactly. And so, uh, yeah, he just keeps repeating he's not in love with Blair, but Chuck just looks at him and tells him that he can't blame, he can blame it on whatever he wants. He's like, I've been but we there know before. that Blair doesn't care. Yeah. We know that Blair doesn't care about any of that. She follows her heart and she chose Louis. So they both lost. And Chuck says, at least this time you have someone outside with you. Aww. Uh, Dan and Chuck are the outsiders. So cute. But they're both sitting outside together and they are the outsiders. Of and Blair's the episode heart. ends with a kiss from the two. It should have. Should have. And should have leaned in. Sorry, I'm drunk. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's always, it's, yeah, that, that works every time. 
Sorry, <laughs> uh, Chuck is done with his this heart to heart because he doesn't want anyone to see him uh, sitting like this. So it's time to get Dan home. Um, Lair straight up asks Louis if it was him that posted the uh, Gossip Girl uh, source list, and Louis just straight up admits it. He says he Louis. was trying to show Blair what her. F- he says he was trying to show Blair what her, her friends are really like by acting just like them or worse. Like how did they? How did this prove anything? He's like, look, see, all of your friends are terrible. They sent in tips about each other, but. What did he just do? He just sent that whole thing up to the spectator. Yeah, I, I, it's a kind of crazy that he, I feel like he does not see the error in his ways at all. Oh, Louie, Louie, Louie. Blair immediately tells him that he could have just shown her at home, but he wanted... There you he, go. He wanted this... He, proving, proving his point was more important than their own shower. And when did Louie get like this? Like, I guess he's interesting now but is he even interesting no, or is he still boring just a day di- yeah he's still boring he's just it's a, a different color now. of boring different like, color i don't think boring. he even realized like who he fucked over to like he, he's starting this game uh doing it publicly and also like i don't think he has any idea that he like lost someone their job and have had the two yeah. people break up <laughs> yeah right got no idea about that and he's like yeah, and he's just like see your friends are terrible i am the good guy i am so good look at me like i believe you now yeah, so I don't know how he thought this was going to, like, Blair was just going to see this and be like, Oh, my so honky right. man. My friends are terrible. My honky man. I almost forgot how so, cute friends you were. <laughs> Louis turns it around on Blair and says that he read the tips and knows that Blair went to the theater with Chuck. And Blair explains that it was to prove that Chuck hadn't changed and that Louis was actually right about that. And now the plan is backfire on Louis. There either. It's like, yeah, so I went to this no. fucking theater with yeah. the guy. I'm great. Yeah, I went to the theater with Where Chuck. Where all my yeah. other friends okay. were, too. Yeah. You got me. So, uh, the plan's now backfiring on Louis because Blair can clearly see that Beatrice is the one who sent him the tip about the paternity test. Yeah. And, uh, like, Louis can't even say anything to that. So he just starts to, like, try to say something, but Blair stops him. And she tells Louis this this is not about her friends. The ones caught in a cycle are the two of them. Ooh. And Blair can't do this anymore. And she tells Louis to leave because she needs some time alone to think about the future of their relationship. Yes, Blair. Yes. Thank God. I mean, it, it took a lot of a lot of fights to do this, but I'm glad uh, this was finally the one that made her break because like, how many times, it, it's it's obvious to us, to the audience, it's like, how many times can we go through this exact same conversation with different details and end up in the same place? I, I want her to break the pattern and she finally is. She finally, finally is. And now Blair and Serena are the only ones left at the party. And again, good episode for Serena, who is taking Blair's accusation in stride, which good for her, because normally this would be something that Serena gets on her high horse about. And it's like, I can't believe after all I did for your party that you would blame me for doing this and you don't trust me. But she's just like, yeah, you know, I can't believe that you uh, that you'd think it was me because, uh, you know. Because, uh, you know, all the things that she sent into Gossip Girl over the years and, and uh, Blair checked and she's actually sent twice as many. Yeah, there's a version. Yeah, there's a version of this episode where Serena is actually planning the joke bridal shower, and then she gets there, and it's actually like there's tzatziki everywhere. <laughs> tzatziki everywhere. Blair has on a a, a, a clown nose. They She's hand her a pair of ripped jeans to wear. <laughs> but that's nice. Like the, the episode ends uh, with the two people that actually should be in game together. Oh, yes. There's still time. Make it happen. Uh, Blair thinks that Louis is self-destructing and taking their relationship down with him. And Serena asks Blair what she's going to do. And Blair doesn't know. But she asks Serena not to tell anyone that it was Louis who revealed the sources because she doesn't want everyone to hate him, which is an interesting move from Blair here. Yeah, I I guess they're not fully broken off, so she wants to keep him in everyone's good graces in case they do get back together. It makes sense. 
Yeah. Um, I also like that uh, Blair like admitted that in her heart she knew that it wasn't Serena that did it. It was just that Louis had put in her head that her friend sucks. So she was just like, oh, all right, must have been Serena. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, uh, back, back in the day when, when me and Nicole first had a, a run at dating and it didn't work out, like the first, I think my freshman year, I made sure all my friends wow. knew to hate her while we were not together. That's what <laughs> we all hate her now, everyone. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. And they still hate her. Like everyone was on they, they, yeah, yeah, they couldn't go back. Yeah, it was really an uncomfortable procession. <laughs> so, so Serena's like, of course, but also she wants to talk about Chuck. And Blair tries to say that Chuck was looking for any excuse to crash the party, but Serena's like, what the fuck are you talking about? He was doing you a favor and trying to stop Dan. And Blair had somehow not realized this until now, but uh, now she does. And I love a good Blair and Serena scene. Uh, this one was not top tier, but it, it was nice, and it'll prove to be important later in the episode. Yeah, it is important. Uh, they're, they're sweet. What, what, they're eating just eating cake together, right? Yeah. It's nice. Eating each other. They're doing what to each other? Yeah, I said feeding each other. <laughs> they said eating each other. I was like, I, I, how'd feeding you get my version of the show? <laughs> <laughs> um, Nate and grandfather, speaking of people who are not eating each other, Nate, Nate and his grandfather. Uh, Nate, <laughs> Nate can't believe that Diana went behind his back like that. Uh, Nate is being played for a fool by his own grandfather right now. I mean, he, he sort of has been since this whole... His whole, uh, his whole life, I guess. His whole life, yeah. <laughs> who am I kidding? <laughs> Uh, grandfather tells Nate that this was a good lesson for him because uh, we're usually blindsided by the people we care about the most. Another uh, ironic That's statement. That's about the people we here. care about the most. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. <laughs> <laughs> That's a tough one. Uh, with Diana leaving, this will be a great investment after all, and he's confident that all of Gossip Girl's readers will flock to the spectator as Grandfather makes Nate the new editor-in-chief. And Nate can't believe it. And Grandfather tells him that he's earned it, which really made me laugh. This <laughs> is really Maybe not true at all. Another, another contender for, for joke of the episode. Because <laughs> how has Nate earned this? Does Nate have any experience being an editor? He hardly has any experience even working here. And it's also so funny that Nate's whole thing was wanting to do this on his own without his family's help. And not only was Grandfather <laughs> working behind the scenes this whole time, but now he essentially buys the paper and promotes Nate to be the boss as a 20-year-old. And Nate doesn't see the irony in any of this. Yeah, this is as ironic as <laughs> this is as ironic as anyone telling Charlie like, "Oh, you can be yourself as much as you want." Yeah, yes. except like at least Charlie's in on that lie, but Nate thinks he is like this awesome kid now. He's like, "Oh, I can, I can I do anything." The... <laughs> Nate, I bought the company and I'm making you the editor. I'm so proud of you for doing this on your own. <laughs> you know what? I do do it on my own. I'm not a nepo baby. I earned this. <laughs> I'm a nepo man. I'm not a nepo baby. I'm a nepo big boy. <laughs> <laughs> that's a great Nate impression <laughs> <laughs> they see Diana packing up her things but it doesn't look like Nate gives a shit anymore so that that is that but like I said she might be back, might be back. Um, Serena comes home and is startled again we need to tell the doorman to stop letting this man in this is Max scary is just in this her is house. scary yeah. he's in the dark this is a very Vanessa just waiting though. in the dark in her, yeah what is he Rufus so, <laughs> but Serena seems more annoyed that he stood her up last week like if I got stood up by a guy and then the next week I came home and he was in my house my first thing wouldn't be why just stand me up last week it'd be get the fuck out I would of my be terrified house. seriously like a guy that you spent like maybe 10 minutes with is now inside your home <laughs> so, Max apologizes says there was a huge misunderstanding he wants to literally get down on his knees and beg for a second chance and this is Serena so she's obviously charmed and willing to forgive him and uh, she's going to give him one more shot but he has to use it wisely she's like giggling her Serena giggle a guy broke into her house and she's just like Ooh. <laughs> it's so charming 
<laughs> so, uh, grandfather's on the phone with Diana again. He tells her not to be so upset because she got what she wanted. Uh, Diana's just pissed she had to destroy her relationship with Nate, but grandfather is confident that Nate will get over it because he's young, and he'll get over it a lot quicker than if grandfather had told him the truth, which is exactly why Diana fell on her sword for him to begin with. So yeah, I guess it's like, if you don't take the fall for this, grandfather's going to say, oh, by the way, I've been working with Diana this whole time. We don't know still what exactly they're working together for, but they have been working together, and Nate, I guess, would be even more betrayed by that. Yeah, but then that would ruin the whole thing of like giving this guy confidence to run this business i think like then he was like well i'm not doing it then if he blew that up the whole point is to keep yeah, me in the dark I, about I everything think, i think grandfather would would try to do damage control after that like his first priority would be just taking diana down because she's he's really has such, a, has a such a hands-on approach with his grandson he's probably just worried about his own job or life <laughs> yeah, right. i need my grandson to, to be the most yeah. popular boy on the upper east side <laughs> <laughs> so grandfather lets diana know that she should be thankful she's getting out now before people find out her secret oh brother what's her secret now i i Who don't know what it could be. i don't know i'm sure the writers don't even the writers don't even know yet they're like we'll figure it out next week i think we've, we've done this with diana before too and then we like learn more about her and like as i don't know what what else what other juices there to squeeze with this lady we'll see she likes old uh, men too diana... she's she been fucking grandpa as well <laughs> But then, that very Julie Cooper of her. Yeah. Uh, but then Diana reminds William that if they find out about her, they find out about him too. So what the fuck is going on here? Uh, as Gautier's classic one-hit wonder, somebody that I used to know, starts playing. Uh, what a time capsule this show is. Yeah, yeah, it really is. Wonder what uh, Gautier is up to these days. Not much. What? Not much. Oh. Um... Yeah, no follow-up there. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Gossip Girl voice over in montage in the episode. Uh, Gossip Girl is apologizing for the embarrassing breach of security night, and she lays out the options. Go on the offensive and come out swinging, or pack your bags and admit defeat. Or the uh, secret third option of drinking yourself into oblivion and hoping it goes away. And we will see uh, one example uh, of like each Gossip Girl storyline that pairs up with each of these options. Uh, the offensive, we see that Max calls Ivy and tells her it's blackmail time. He is staying in New York longer than he thought, and 50K isn't going to cut it. So how about... 500k where did this guy come from he used to like he used to be i was calling him good boyfriend max that, that we like felt bad for and now yeah. finding out about ivy just like caused him to snap he's he's just like the rest of them now like i, I don't understand what what his motive is besides like uh seizing opportunity money. he's like i, I guess like, yeah. you know what i'm gonna fuck the hottest girl in upper east side and also just become a million a millionaire quickly without without doing any work yeah so so max is gonna like be dating serena while extorting money from her cousin at the yeah same he's time. just gonna try and fuck charlie in two different ways Oh. Yeah. Um, then we see uh, Diana ex literally accepting her defeat and packing her bags. And then we see Chuck helping a wasted Dan into his bed. He even tucks him in. It's sweet. I, w I wish the episode ended with him spooning in the couch. He uh, I was going to say he should have. I think, well, there's going to come. I think the three of them should just spoon on the couch. <laughs> He's a three way I was going to say, I think yeah, Chuck should, should have given Dan a nice little tender forehead kiss. Yeah, I think so. I love a good forehead kiss. And then uh, Chuck turns around and he sees Blair in his door and he tells Blair she shouldn't be here and she agrees she had to come and she says, you've really been good this whole time, haven't you? And that is our episode. Wow. Now what happens? I don't know. I also do want to say that I, I don't see why, what the big deal is about Gossip Girl having the security breach, like why it, it, they think it affects her reputation so much. The only thing it shows is that they have, they need to like hire a better cybersecurity person to work for their team. Well, yeah. People, the thing is, people are not going to send her tips anymore if they think they're not anonymous. And Gospel Girl can't exist without her getting tips. 
Like, if, if she does happen to see things, like, and spot things on her own, she can report on them and people will still listen. But, right, right, like, right. you have to assume that 90% of the stuff she reports on is through tips. So just word now it's not safe. Through anonymous tips, yeah. Yeah, yeah, okay. So, yeah, she's going to have to do, she's going to have to do, like, remember what Domino's did when they came back and they were like, we know our pizza used to suck. We yeah. heard you, but we, we fix you. it and we're good now. Like, it Gossip is. Girl's going to have to do that kind of damage control. Yeah, like, hey, we, we hired someone for cybersecurity. Yeah. We didn't have anyone before. Now we, we did. Here they are. Exactly. Hire Jonathan to work for her. If you can't beat him, join him. That's a that's a good move, actually. Yeah, I like that. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Hopefully Gossip Girl follows that uh, advice. Yeah. Uh, do you have any, any predictions? What's going to happen with, uh, I guess, Max and Ivy? What's going to happen with Diana? What's going to happen with Blair and Chuck? I don't know. I, I hope that Max is an interesting villain. It, it seems like he's like... We need one of those. He's, he's going in that direction because I, Louis' villain is not good. Uh, Max at least yeah, thinks he has some charisma. We're so missing I, like an interesting villain right now. Yeah. Because um, Diana Payne seemed like she was kind of a villain and then that she started to get a little bit likable in a weird way. Uh, that The more that she like started to fall in love with Nate for real. I don't buy grandpa's oh, grandpa's dad uh nate's grandpa as a villain either he's not he's been around for so long that i i don't i don't care about his motives either he's just like an old rich guy great I don't, who cares um i don't know yeah I, I i at least charlie seems safe for now from being found out it seems like this guy just wants to extort her for all she's got so that that helps her a little bit yeah i mean people might wonder why She's where where five hundred thousand dollars is going, but yeah, 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 we'll see. I guess, um, yeah. So uh, I guess let's get into some some uh, some uh, some segments here. Uh, user review of the week, comedy fan, of course, staying loyal to to writing those reviews every week. They gave this episode an eight out of ten and said, "I really wonder what the secret of Diana and Nate's grandfather is. We will sure find it out soon. She is not gone for good yet. All the sources for Gossip Girl coming out was great. Thanks, Louie, for giving us that entertainment." But it sure is weird that Nate never sent anything. Well, maybe he really didn't care to do so, but I would think at least once he would have done it. Chuck being a good guy and Blair figuring it out was a sweet part of the episode. And Ivy's problem with the bribe will sure blow up pretty soon. All right, so pretty matter of fact. Not, not, not yeah. too interesting from Comedy Fan. Don't know why they go so all out with the OC. I, they really do. So it's it's so it's off the walls with the OC. <laughs> I wanted some opinions on these characters here. Um, next week, the episode title is Roads to Perdition. Do you have uh, any predictions based on the episode title? No, maybe we get uh, a little bit of Charlie's fake mom, the fundraiser. A little bit of fake moms in my life, a little bit of fundraisers by my side. <laughs> All right. Right? Okay. Yeah, that's nice. <laughs> uh, the little blurb says, Lily, Charlie, and Serena eagerly anticipate the Studio 54 party being thrown in CeCe's honor. So oh. CeCe will be making a return. So there, there could be a, an anti-appearance. Um, let's do the episode grades. I went first last week. Brendan, you can go first this week. What do you grade at the episode? <sighs> I know it's a tough one. We, we mentioned it in the beginning that this is one of the episodes in this era where there's one good thing to enjoy. Uh, it's, it's hard when, when Blair's paired up with Louie. It's always going to kind of fall flat. I didn't really care about her bridal shower. Uh, it, even like I, the the end of episode parties have really been lackluster lately too. Like we haven't gotten anything yeah. absolutely wild in a while, and that they're just they're kind sure. of boring. Uh, I guess that just is a testament to who's involved with them. Um, Lily's there; she's great as always, uh, but she's not really a part of like the actual episode. She's just there for eye candy. Uh, the Dan and Chuck stuff is very good. 
uh, it, I would, it, but it's not like groundbreaking. It's just nice that they're doing this. I, I hope it just leads to more of it, if anything. Uh, Charlie's stuff is fine. It, it, it's it's very, it's a very fine episode. It's just been boring. Uh, I, I I'm not captivated mm-hmm. by this stretch of episodes at all. Um, and some of the stuff uh, doesn't make sense. Like the uh, the uploading of the <laughs> the anonymous tips is a little bit silly. So that that's a kind of a negative big plot hole there. So. Average episode C with the plot holes will bring it down to a C minus. Okay. All right. So a C minus from Brendan. Uh makes sense. Like these episodes are just like in this stretch of episodes here, early season five, I guess, early to mid, uh, they're tough to grade because it wasn't like terrible. Like like you were saying, it wasn't like it was just it's just kind of boring. But it's like so it wasn't terrible, but it's still it's clear that the show has lost something. So uh, I guess let's start with the clear positive. Dan and Chuck together is magical. Clear high out of the episode. Everything ab- about, you know, drunk Dan and wise Chuck and their hearts to heart is perfect. Uh, I loved seeing Chuck like really grow and and talk to Dan and commiserate with him. Very strong stuff there. Good, yeah. good stuff there. Uh, the Gossip Girl sources thing is fun. But at the same time, it, like you were saying, it doesn't make that much sense. I, I still don't understand how these sources were sent, why they were po- like, what's happening here? We're we're just supposed to know that it's Louis's fault and that he sucks, which we already knew. But like, thank yeah. God Blair knows it as well now. Um, and it was fun seeing everyone to react to this, but it could have been more fun. And I feel like it would have been more fun, like back in the high school or college seasons. Like they would have went further with the plot. They would have had like people pointing fingers at each other, mm-hmm. like re- reacting to what others had sent in. But it, it's just used as a plot device to get Blair and Louie to potentially break up, which again I am fine with. But like it could have been a lot more fun. Yeah, yeah. Um, I really, I haven't been surprised in a, in a, like a plot of an episode in a very long time. Like, yeah. there's, there's been no twist in forever. No good to us, yeah. yeah. The uh, the spectator stuff, never going to be a highlight of any episode. Uh, Grandpa's here, fine. Uh, Nate's the editor now, which is good for a laugh, but I, I don't <laughs> really care about the grandfather-Diana power struggle. And again, the spectator just kind of used to drive the plot forward with the source list. And then the Max and Charlie stuff, I, I, I do like that Charlie's facing more adversity, but I need the focus to be more on her and how she's getting out in this than on this yeah. random guy, Max and what he's up to. And like now him and Serena are going to date. That's going to be annoying, but ho- hopefully the plot line ends up being fun because it has the potential to be all of that to say the episode was kind of fun, but could have been way better. So I'm a little disappointed. So, uh, you went C minus I'll, I'll go C plus. Uh, okay. so it'll average out to a, to a nice average C grade this week. Okay. And then who's your MVP? My MVP goes to someone who probably hasn't gotten one from us in a while. I'm going to give it to Serena. Uh, she wow. was good. I, I liked her, even her weird dress at the bridal shower. was I, I couldn't tell okay. what was going on, but it was interesting enough, uh, especially for, like, what is this, 2011 now? I think it could live there and stay there happily. Um, her hair was decent, too. Not to come out of her looks too, too much, but, you know, she can have pretty bad hair. Uh, so when it's oh, yeah. not awful, it's a big plus for her. She was nice. I mean, she she threw her best friend a bridal shower, and she convinced Nate to stay good guy Nate, and uh, consoled Blair at the end of the episode and ate her cake. Yeah, I I like having Serena with an MVP here. She was on my shortlist as well. But for yeah. me, it's got to be Chuck. The, the show is screaming at us. Look how much Chuck has grown and how good he is. Yeah. And and I'm buying into it. E- even if he wasn't good guy Chuck, he was still the best part of the episode for me. Him and Dan were great together. Uh, he had a fantastic heart to heart with him. He, he he proved that he's the one to watch on this show. And and then he ends up with his love, like Blair, showing up at his house after he had accepted losing her. And he didn't even have to do anything. Like, yeah. She just realized that he was good and showed he's just up. Just being so, his new self. Uh, 
Yeah, so obviously Chuck is not a perfect character, and I completely get how how people could hate him and never forgive him, but I'm back on board saying that Chuck is one of the best characters and certainly one of the most interesting and complex characters, and I just love having him on the show. Yeah, I, I enjoy him a lot, too. I'm glad, I'm glad I was he, watching uh, this they episode. rewrote him into like a decent guy again. Yeah, I was watching this episode saying, thank God Chuck is here. This this character is such a, I, I, an amazing character. He's a necessity for this show to be watchable right now. Yeah. So, on the flip side, Brendan, who was your LVP? Uh, someone who makes me want to stop watching the show is Louie, for sure. I mean, anytime <laughs> he's here, I think i got to give it to him. He's just... I don't I think there's anyone else, really, that deserves it as much as he does anyway. Like, I, I could... I, sometimes I give spite LVPs, uh, and this is one of those, but he also probably does deserve it. He's just such a hypocrite. I can't, I can't handle him. Yeah, um... I wish there were more. I wish we had a guest so there were more people to give him LVPs because yeah. I'm also going to give Louis an, L- an LVP again. I gave him an off-screen LVP last week. Nice. Uh, now we'll give him an on-screen LVP. He used to be boring but nice. That used to be his thing. He used to be like, <laughs> "Oh, this guy's boring, but he is a nice guy." Hopefully, Blair chooses someone else just because he's just because he's boring. But now he's just a dick, but also still kind of boring. And like sometimes we do have to give MVPs to the villain, but his plan didn't even pay off. Blair sees right through it. And she essentially says she might call off their wedding right before it's supposed to happen. So he sucks and his life is in shambles. He has to be the LVP. Yeah. I think what's important about him is that he, he doesn't really have any facial expressions besides like perturbed. He's always, he's always yeah, just like, like wee wee. a little, a little annoyed. Yeah. Um, all right, so that's all the segments, except, of course, for everyone's favorite segment, the Lonely Boys Theater. You are now listening to Lonely Boys Theater. And unfortunately, uh, couldn't find a lot of quotes lists because the site I usually use is uh, temporarily unavailable. But we have a nice little uh, short Anne and Chuck little uh Little, little back and forth that we could do. Uh, Brendan, you tend to like being Chuck. Do you want to? Do you want to be Chuck? Sure. All right, so I will be Dan. Do you have your script out in front of you? Ready to go. All right. I could e- I could easily spend the rest of my life obsessing about why Serena didn't invite me to that party. I mean, she, she, uh, she, she really, she really should have invited me to that party. It's like it's like she wants me to stay an outsider for the rest of my life. First, she kills my movie, then she kills my social life. You ever thought it might be your own fault? Oh well. Uh, Humphrey. No. You wrote an entire novel about being an outsider. It's how you define yourself. But if that's not who you want to be anymore, the only person who can change that is you. What you need to do is stop with the neurotic navel-gazing and start being like our friend Neo here, the man of action. Oh, Oh, look, two beautiful women are coming in. It just so happens that action and her friend are begging you to take them into Nate's bedroom while I take Monkey for a stroll. That's what I say when I'm about to go jack off. (laughs) <laughs> well i see you're getting up and leaving for the bedroom i'm i'm gonna take the rest of my drink and uh i'm gonna look it up look up at these beautiful women hi oh hey somebody <laughs> say shower uh, I'm, I'm just staring at you i gotta i gotta get to a shower i gotta i gotta get to a shower um <laughs> i like that chuck apparently just volunteered nate's bedroom for dan and these he two did. girls <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that's that's like when uh, I would move into um, my dorms early for like getting there a week early for cross country preseason. The first year I had a like a suite. I made sure that I took my constitutional in everyone's bed before they arrived. <laughs> <laughs> took a shit on everyone's bed. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, or I, 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 I took I took monkey for a walk. What? There we go. <laughs> if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> you got your own uh, playbill from from Alice in Wonderland. It's the only thing that can get me going anymore. I love fundraisers. <laughs> Listen, made some hot fundraisers. <laughs> nothing like it. Um. Well, I have no guests to thank for coming on, so uh, I guess we'll just we'll just get into the plugs. Brendan, what are you plugging? Uh, I, I I think I've made a mistake the couple, past couple times. I've didn't done plugs and plugged something other than the Patreon, which I shouldn't be doing this whole season. So I, I, oh. a quick thank you to the two two Zacks of the season that have uh, saved the campaign. Zach, uh, Zach, we're two. Zach, we need eighteen more. Zach. Eighteen more. No, that's too many Zacks. As I said, only only two of them. You said like five too just now. Too many Zacks. Uh, <laughs> So thank you to the two new patrons this month. We need 18 more to get that Kelly Rutherford cameo. Uh, so keep it up. I, I will plug it here. Patreon.com slash the happy voice pod. I will link it in the episode description. I have gone back and linked it to the past like six or seven episodes too. So anything, even if you're catching up, it'll, it'll be there. Click on it. I think I also linked the merch store in there as well now. Cause I, Never talk about that. So yeah, I'll say anything that will make us money. I'll talk, I'll talk about here from now. On. Give us money, <laughs> give baby. Us money, we baby. need it. We need you look it. really cool. Where you're saying that, so you start to lean back. Like, give us the fucking money. Yeah, I'm, I'm leaning back now. Accent <laughs> a little. Hell sore. yeah. So yeah, if, if you're looking for last minute holiday gifts, there's always the uh, on our merch store the uh, ditch the zero and get with the hero Rufus shirt. You could always get your <laughs> your father for Christmas. Who knows? <laughs> Check that out. I might get one. You should. I think it comes in nice right. shirt, sweatshirt, mugs, whatever you want. Oh, yeah. For me, uh, not much to plug. I did, right before this, I went to the movies because I didn't have time to go yesterday. Um, so I had to pay full price for a ticket, unfortunately. But um, I saw Holdovers. Ah, I saw that last I week. Say, you saw it? With I who? saw it. Uh, Nicole, I went I went to the Cinema Art Center and saw it last wow. week. Wow. Yeah. And you didn't even invite me. No, you're working. I was actually going to come see you that day, you, but like the the time of like getting dinner and then getting to the theater, I got there just in time because it's in Huntington. I'm working, I, it, uh, it didn't work out. Working Sunday, eleven to nine. If you want to come by, oh, that's possible. I'm thinking I'm actually around Sunday, but yeah, it was it was. There we it go. was I love that theater. If you haven't been, we need to go to a movie, the Cinema Center, sometime. If like, there's a day we want to see a movie and it's not Movie Tuesday, it was it's only twelve bucks there. They're tiny little like uh, oh, living okay. room sized theaters. Are cool. Um. Okay. Hold on, right. there. It was, I'm it was very to think good. I've been there before. What would you think of the? You, you like the movie? I love. I mean, it's easily the best Christmas movie I've ever seen. If you're gonna call, if you're gonna call it a Christmas movie, true. It's, true. If it's, you're gonna call it a Christmas movie. It's very good. I loved it. I think I have a new contender for my favorite movie of the year. And it's holdovers. It's this movie. Yeah, I love it. Paul Giamatti was awesome. Uh, the the, whole, yes, the, the main the main cast was great. Uh, it just just it was perfect balance of just heartwarming and funny. That's all you need in a, in a movie. Yeah, so everyone see The Holdovers if it's still in theaters or or however you can watch it. Uh, besides that, you know, that's everything. So uh, you can follow me on Twitter at MattyFresh24. You can follow Brendan on Twitter at Puppy. You can follow his other podcast at The Hoppy Boys Pod, and you can come back next week where we will be back with a guest. With a guest. Hopefully confirmed. And on YouTube uh, still, We'll be by breaking the way. down. If you want to find us there. What, huh? I guess, I, guess, I guess you could type uh, in The Lonely Boys, I hope. Maybe I should. I would imagine, yeah. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> well, you can come back next week where we'll be breaking down season five, episode nine. Uh, what was it called again? Oh, Roads to Perdition. But until then, you know you love us. XOXO. Lonely, Lonely boys. boys. Bye-bye.